Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Thank you, Stephen A. Smith. This is Rashawn McDonald. I am the host of MoneyMakingConversation.com. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. Please learn to lead with your gifts, and don't let your age, friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dream. I want you to stop tripping over small challenges and prepare to rise above the bigger obstacles that life will present to you. My MoneyMakingConversation.com guest this week are Lamont Rucker, former Greenleaf co-star, now starring in Owns, Cooking Up Christmas, breast cancer survivor, Brashawn Shaw, taught in her new book, The Unstoppable Warrior Woman, Sheila Bell of the Bell Entertainment and Gospel Report, Chef Tanya Holland, host of Tanya's Kitchen Table, and fashion stylist, Sasha Stewart. My next guest is Lamont Rucker old friend. He's an actor, educator, activist, and entrepreneur whose career platform has used to, has been used to influence, educate, and ignite communities through artistic and academic innovation. Lamont is starring in a new Christmas movie on the OWN Network entitled Cooking Up Christmas. He plays a professional baseball player, Donovan Jackson, who is a single dad of three and even a live-in chef to get him through the holidays with the kids. The chef role is played by Megan Holder. She stars as an Atlanta-based chef at a fine dining restaurant who gets fired just weeks before Christmas and reluctantly takes this job offer. Cooking Up Christmas premieres Tuesday, December 15th at 9 p.m. Eastern on OWN. Please welcome to my money-making conversation show, my man, Lamont Rucker. <laughs> my man, what's good? Thanks for having me, man. Always well, good well, to be back. Well, you know, uh, you know, we 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 we, we since with the Greenleaf, we've been talking a lot the last couple of years. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. So I ain't mad at it. It's been very, very good to the Rucker household, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would I would love to say and vice versa. You know what I mean? I try to I try to be an asset everywhere I go. So I'm absolutely blessed and uh thankful, grateful to the own Lionsgate Harpo mm-hmm. uh family for mm-hmm. um um for believing in me and seeing the value that I can bring to uh to the work that they're creating and uh yeah, I'm incredibly excited. I think this is literally just the tip of the iceberg. I would love to continue to do some right. some wonderful things in mm-hmm. that you know, in that family of, of, uh, of allies, you know, so shout out to discovery, um, you know, as well, man, you know, everybody involved. So don't be surprised, man. I'm, you know, hopefully I'm going to be on some Nat Geo stuff and yes. everything else. I'm yes. like, you know, some cooking shows. There you go. You might see me building houses and gardening and who knows what, like whatever's, whatever. Well, well, is- don't, don't get me excited now, Lamar, because you yeah, know, you know, our relationship, yeah, some financial, mm-hmm. you know, planning and travel, and mm-hmm. like let's let's do it. Let's. Well, you know that's a, that's what we kind of said off air because our relationship goes way back, man. You know, anytime I we've been on panels together uh, for the black uh, black black uh, movie festival here in Atlanta. Uh, when I'd asked you to come down to Disney for the Disney Dreamers, you've always been a person who had value in conversation, value and effort. You know, a lot of people they'll say they do. You do what you say. Why is that important to you and, and your brand? And why is it important to educate young people moving forward? Yeah, well, I think the most important thing is is where is the last part of that question is it's the val it's it's your value and your understanding of your responsibility to serve. You know, mm-hmm. to serve young people, to serve mm-hmm. peers. I mean, you know, you and I serve one another. We love and support and encourage mm-hmm. and empower and uplift each other. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, that the, the branding is completely secondary. I believe mm-hmm. if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, if you're being who you're supposed to be, right. if you're walking and living in your love and your light on a regular basis, your brand will be shaped around you, not you having to try to be something you're right. not just because right. it's going to sell or look good or profit you in some way. So I do my best to work from the inside out, not the outside in. And, um, that's been my walk to just be authentic to who I am, uh, to use my voice, right. um, you know, to speak for truth, to speak to equality, to right. speak to education and, um, you know, in, empowerment and equality for all people. So in all the various ways that mm-hmm. I try to do that, um, that's really what's important to me. And I think that's important for everybody to find and identify what their walk is and how, what their voice is mm-hmm. and, uh, how they um, fight for faith and how they fight for uh, fulfillment and uh, and how they fight for freedom. Well, it's awesome. Uh, when I when I look at our relationship and look at your, you know, you're a producer, you know, uh, and uh, uh, actor. Sometimes a lot of people look at uh, an actor and say, well, that's all they do is act. But you've been an entrepreneur in my life. You've been an activist in my life. Now, this movie here, we know pandemic has been raging this year and you just came off the very successful series, Greenleaf. How is that? You know, we always like, want to be involved with projects that are special. To me, that felt like a very special series. And, you know, you've done a lot of significant work. Don't don't get me wrong, you know, because I know your resume. But how what, what is that? What is that that relationship with that series land in your career? Oh man, it's what what you just gave me chills because, uh, and I just became aware of the of the chill right as I was about to <laughs> open my mouth. But uh, it's real deep how um, you know what life uh, not just does for you, mm-hmm. but what it does in you. Mm-hmm. And and I found a very very poetic timing, if you will, <laughs> with the work that has uh, come my way. Mm-hmm. And the work that I've chosen to do, this isn't just somebody plucking you and saying, I like you, I want you. And then you just say, okay, right, you know, right. mm-hmm. it's a relationship mm-hmm. and it's an agreement to mm-hmm. say, okay, you want me to be there and you think I'm your guy? Let me make sure I'm your guy. Right. Because if I say yes, I've got work to do. I've got a duty to you. I've got an obligation to you, but I want to have fun with you. I want us to do something profound. And I want to be able to authentically bring myself, bring my gift, bring my voice to you mm-hmm. to elevate what we're going to do together. And that um, the timing of, of Greenleaf uh, and even my own personal walk right. of mm-hmm. faith, of mm-hmm. fatherhood, mm-hmm. of husbandhood, mm-hmm. of, you know, brotherhood, right. um, whatever, of service mm-hmm. um, really had a really interesting actually contrast in many ways Mm -hmm. but also an interesting parallel to jacob's you know um uh, life to Mm -hmm. jacob's walk to Mm -hmm. his process of Mm self-discovery um you know uh him trying to figure out who he is and what he is and how to you know create his own identity aside from you know all these other people in this family, you know, <laughs> right, it's not right, big right. family, but it ain't no small family, you know, <laughs> and, and it's not, and as regular as we are, which is what we all made a commitment to do is like, no, 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 we're going to show that this, this family is real regular. We are normal, regular folks. that got regular, right. real stuff like any other family. Mm-hmm. Let's focus on that. 
you know, if we focus on that, all the other fabulousness about us, you know, will just be icing on the cake. But let's be the cake, not the icing. You know what I'm saying? Not just try to be the little fancy, cute, sweet cherry on top. Let's be, you know, let's give this some real density and structure and flavor and, you know, really let it let this be a rich moist cake <laughs> that you you want more and more and more of so the it was a lot of fun doing that and it was great character exploration um wonderful to play somebody who i believe was a really magnificent example of the beauty and brilliance of of a black family and yes. even of a black man yes uh, to show that even in his flaws and however he might screw up <laughs> from yes. time to time <laughs> and make poor decisions at his core um you saw how you, you know you you saw how incredibly wonderful he was and you were praying for him and um hoping that he would succeed and and knowing that he wanted to do better yes. and you wanted what he wanted for him. Actually, you wanted more than he may have even wanted for himself. And that's so um, very true. That's, that's very you know, true. And then watch him go through it was mm-hmm. the fun of it. Most of the time we've got, we keep these, you know, barricades up or we put these facades up so you can't really see the truth. And I tried to at least let us do this. And at some point remove that veil altogether and really let people kind of see the heart, um, uh, you know, in the trials and tribulations. That's, that's why I love that character for you, Lamont. Man, that's why I know? love that character for you because, like I said, I'm mad. I get mad. I got mad at you. Okay, you know what I'm <laughs> saying. Right. Good. You know, you know what I'm saying. You walk in the house with you know, you know, apartment with this chick. Come on, come on, Lord. I'm, you know, I'm talking to the screen. I'm talking to the screen. Come right. on, dude. Exactly. Come on, dude. Exactly. Come on. Stop. Stop. And that's what I love too, man. There's so many men. You know, it's been great. I've said on occasions like you know they. Like, of course, the dominant fan base of women around the world Absolutely. is great, mm-hmm. you know, but to have the, you know, a very equitable admiration and respect and appreciation of the men, mm-hmm. you know, around the world, mm-hmm. um, not just brothers and black men, especially, mm-hmm. you know, but the, even to have them roll up and be like, hey, hey, bruh. I appreciate you, man. <laughs> or, you know, they yelling at you from across the street. I see you, dog. Keep doing your thing. Okay, Jacob. You know? You know like, whatever. Just all those Slow down, ways. Jacob. Slow down, Jacob. Yeah, Stop, man. Exactly. Pull up. Pull up, warnings. Jacob. I think I've got countless warnings from folks. Yo, dog, don't do it. Stay away from Tasha, bro. You know? Um, things like that. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Man, you need to handle that little girl, man. You know what I mean? Like, hey, little girls ain't no joke. It's tough. I mean, so many ways that Jacob, uh, you know, so many other men identified with him. And I I, Um, I thought it was important. That gave me a lot of pride to tell the truth in that way and for that to resonate. And I thought it was important, Lamont, on that character because you had a daughter and a son. Okay. And so, and that that role that you played, that male figure, and we all know how that plays out in the black community, you know. What, what does the young lady think of her dad? What does the That's what right. does the young man think of the role of how his dad treated women, and all That's those right. things? You know, it was a really great series. You know, I, I hope people go yeah, on. Man. Brilliantly you know, written and created and and yeah. executed. So executed. shout out to you know uh, to to Craig Wright and and Oprah and Clement Virgo uh, as well, in particular Chris mm-hmm. Turner Townsend. You know, all the other people oh, that really. we've got. Um, 
Again, writing stories, our incredible writing team, all of our other directors, and of course, you know, my acting, you know, uh, my uh, other peers um, on screen. But there's so many countless people that were involved in telling that story. Yes. Um, But yeah, just the creation of it, support behind it and uh cinematography i mean it's just it's such a oh, yeah. beautiful piece of you, um piece of art yes you know it's and amazing. i hope it lives on i will uh, it will right? i think it's a countless ageless classic i really do it definitely is and let's go on to cooking up christmas here you're listening to money making conversations with rashawn mcdonald we'll be right back cars today are like a computer on wheels but you can't fix any of these new features yourself so when something breaks it could cost you a fortune and now is not the time for expensive repairs that's why you need car shield car shield has affordable protection plans that can save you thousands for a cover repair including computers gps electronics and more car shield understands payment flexibility is a must plans are customizable and as low as 99 dollars a month no long-term contracts or commitment plus you get to pick your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work and car shield takes care of the rest they also offer complimentary 24 7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed car shield is america's number one auto protection company for as low as 99 dollars a month you can protect yourself from surprises and save thousands call 1-800-CAR-6000 and mention code money M-O-N-E-Y or visit carshield.com and use code money M-O-N-E-Y to save 10%. That's carshield.com code money. A deductible may apply. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Cooking up premieres Tuesday, December 15th on on at 9 p.m. You know, it's family. You still you got some more kids now. You left one Once show, again. but you just by yourself right. this time. You're handsome, That's you're right. athlete, got money. You know what I'm saying? That's right. <laughs> you, you, you got all right. the things that should say be successful. You got the you got the beautiful kids, the house, you're a successful athlete, but there's no woman. Now this you leads- got dough, you got money, all this stuff. That's <laughs> That's supposed to make you whole, right? Yes, 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 yes. So tell us how this movie came on your or came on your desk and how you had the opportunity to present it itself to you. And did you shoot it during COVID or before COVID? Indeed, during COVID. So okay. that was that was crazy too. Yes. I mean, getting tested mm-hmm. and temperature checks every day mm-hmm. and and you know, the whole crew and uh everybody's got masks and shields right. and right. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you gotta remember in between takes and after and in between setups like oh let me put my mask back on right. you know let me mm-hmm. wash my hands or let mm-hmm. me do this and uh, it's you know and social distancing and yeah it was it was a it was an undertaking you know um and i uh <laughs> it was it was something and right. i did three projects actually during um you know during during covid mm-hmm. um and uh they they were they were they were different. Right. It was it was it was quite a different march. Um, but, you know, but this coming about, um, you know, uh, you know, again, shout out again to the entire uh, Oprah family, you know, shout out to the whole Tycor family, you know, living hope, um, you know, everybody in the process mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, on my team, you know, as well. And it just ended up being a great uh, a great match, great marriage. My man Roger Bob also directed. Oh, so my that boy, was, yes. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. So that's that awesome. Was, I, that was icing on the cake. Man. I gotta get him on the show, and, man. And I love actually that. Actually, speaking of Greenleaf, mm-hmm. um, um, what's uh, 
Connie's last name, Connie Sykes, mm-hmm. Deacon Sykes, okay. Um, okay. you know, played by Jen Harper. Yes, so actually Jen, yes, yes, Jen, yes. Plays, Jen plays my mother in mm-hmm. this film. So, okay. you know, and, uh, and, and my man, uh, Lot, uh, who also plays one of our deacons, uh, he plays Uncle Buck in the film. Right, so there right, were some yeah, familiar right, right. faces, mm-hmm. you know, um, as well that were fun. But all to, wrapped to in, this, in this COVID experience. You know, this yeah, COVID man. experience of you can't see people smile, you can't, you know, unless you got a shield <laughs> right. on. You know, it's really. Yeah. So let, let's, let's walk us through that because, you know, when COVID first came out, I tell everybody I was paranoid because I didn't know. You know, I, I didn't know how to go to the yeah. grocery store. I didn't know when yeah. I came out of the grocery store, do I do I put Perel on my hands? Do I throw away the right. rubber gloves? And now right. you come to a set where you have all these protocols of safety, but then you also remember you got to go back home. You got to go back home. And, and everybody's got to go back home. Yes. And so how did you walk through the, this? Because I have to put the word courage in front of your name, okay? Because this is a courageous action. You know, it's for your craft. It's also to put food on the table. How, it's a courageous action about you. Let's talk about mentally where you were at. Physically, you know you could do it, but the mental part, the challenges. Yeah, and and then with the amount of time that we had to shoot. So, you know, everything now is being so condensed. One, because you are also trying to not only minimize cost, but minimize this exposure. these exposure risks mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. So you're literally working virtually every day for a month. Right. You know? <laughs> Maybe with one day off right. every six, you know, seven days or something mm-hmm. like that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, the hours are crazy. So you've got to take care of your body and be careful about being fatigued and make sure you're getting the proper rest and recovery and nutrition, mm-hmm. you know, just so you can do the job, let alone you got to be careful not to make yourself vulnerable to getting, you know, yeah, to getting sick. Because mm-hmm. even if you were to contract anything, and again, it's getting chilly, the season's changing. We've been screwed up the environment so much. Right. Mm-hmm. Even the animals are mm-hmm. confused. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um, you've got a lot of things you've got to be aware of. And I try not to say beware of, instead right. mm-hmm. aware of. And so as courageous a walk it is, if you're if you're comf- if you create confidence um, in yourself right. and and how you are going about things, mm-hmm. and you're doing the best you can and being disciplined and consistent, right? Also setting that example for others, mm-hmm. and then yeah, holding other people as mm-hmm. well as um, those that are responsible for creating the environment to keep you safety, right? I'll keep you safe and to focus on that safety and having these protocols in place you start to be able to just kind of relax and not think and worry so much about it. You know, you know. have COVID compliance officers on right. set. Right. Um, you know, again, we get tested uh, mm-hmm. on a regular basis mm-hmm. as well. And there was one person that I recall that actually um, didn't necessarily test positive, but they thankfully openly reported right. that I think they either lived with somebody mm-hmm. or had just worked with somebody who had a positive test. Yeah, did contact so tracing, then, contact tracing. So then they isolated that person, I believe, mm-hmm. or asked them not to come to work until they did A, B, C, D, E. And mm-hmm. then, they, you know what I mean? Right. So I, I think that people are doing the best they can because, again, they also don't want to get shut down. Right, right, <laughs> right. That's why so it was really great that that person stepped our up. unions, mm-hmm. and I appreciate the entities that are there to hold people accountable, you cool. know? 
because that doesn't allow them to be irresponsible or to be lax right. or to be negligent. You know, cool. not cool. to mention just personally, regardless of what rules there are, uh-huh. how you choose to get down, you know, <laughs> and how you flow, mm-hmm. you know, should be at a consistent standard, no matter what other rules somebody else is making. You know, I was saying the other day, matter of fact, we were talking about cops and law enforcement on an right. earlier interview, mm-hmm. for example. And I'm like, I wasn't, af- I wasn't afraid of the cops when right. I was like, when I was younger. No. I would worry about the law of the house, right, right, the law right, of the right, family, right, you know? Right. So mm-hmm. regardless of what other laws and rules and protocols there are around you, right. you know, in these systems, what really matters is how you govern yourself, you right. know, um, you know, independent of that. Cool. Cooking up Christmas. This is about food. This is about Christmas time. Now, hey, now let, let's, let's, let's go and have some fun here. Lamont. Yeah, man. Okay, you making food. me hungry already. I know, I know, because because she's a she's a chef, and then there's the story about because you know the thing about black families, food is like especially during the holiday season. You know, all we think about, and I'm sure every family thinks about those plates. Talk about those hey, favorite of every desserts culture, oh. of every culture. <laughs> food is a centerpiece. <laughs> food and family is the centerpiece of any. You know, of, of all and so, and so to me, to me, this is the worst thing that could come your way. You know, you in COVID doing a TV show, a movie movie that's going to be airing on own on December 15th. And food is the center and it's romance. So, again, again, it's romance you in COVID food you in COVID. So it's like this is a beautiful movie concept. But all these uh the safety protocols are sitting out there that you can't really be romantic, that you really can't eat. <laughs> yep. Talk about that, man. Kind of, we were kind of like, well, <laughs> you know, like I always have these conversations with my leading ladies anyway. It's just right, like, well, right. OK, so how can I touch you? Right, right, right. right. supposed to be intimate one, with one another or into each other or right. married for years or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk about our, you know, boundaries and, right. mm-hmm. and what. So now it's almost almost like assumed. Well, almost like, well, all right, well, obviously we ain't going to be touching each other. We ain't going to be kissing each other. So how are we going to do this without making it weird or making right. it, right. you know, not look fluid and mm-hmm. sincere mm-hmm. and warm and romantic? So, again, you start to figure out how to do that with these adjustments. But, yeah, it was tough. You see all this food right. and you want to be like, yeah, pass me to uh, such and such and, you know, pass this. Instead, all the food's covered. We got masks on. You can't touch each other's utensils. And I mean, it's like the whole point of this time of year typically is this proximity. Right. Right. It's, this, right. Right. it's this intimacy. It's right. this sharing. It's mm. this, you know what I mean? It's Yeah, it's the fact that and I ain't seen you all year or maybe in years. So now we're going to be all over each other. Family on top of each other. Yeah. Kids on your lap playing. Right. That's, what, that's the fun part right there. The kids. You know, because uh, you know, you know you're, you're an athlete. And you know, your dad's uh, home. They run up to you. Ah! That can't happen. You know, you sitting on the sofa, you know, jump on brutal. you. That can't happen. So it really, brutal, you really got to act now. You really got to think about the acting steps, the acting techniques and thought and things taking it beyond normalcy to COVID-19. Yeah, standards. it's tricky. But, I, but again, everybody, please have the discipline to do things differently than, you know, this year. Trust me, it's right. OK. Right. The sooner we have that discipline right. that then this year and hey, probably even next year, yes, yeah. you know, yes. but mm-hmm. I'd rather sacrifice the comforts that we're accustomed to 
for however so many prior decades or centuries or generations. Mm -hmm. I'd rather sacrifice these two years in order to get the best of some of those traditions back. You absolutely, know? absolutely. But if we uh, don't have the discipline, it won't just take one or two years. It'll take five, 10, 20. We'll never get ourselves back on track. Some things we probably should do a little differently. Right, absolutely. You know? So this is probably going to teach us some new lessons and maybe some new traditions and that are also be discovered. But well, yeah, we want to get back to the stuff that's that's really warm and really beautiful well, you know, and really and you know, you know for powerful a fact. about being loving human beings. You you because you brought this earlier about home life. You know, a lot of things that we got away from, whether it's hygiene and washing your hands and all those things. Because <laughs> right, right. you know, they've always said during the flu season, if you just wash your hands. That would cut down on you getting the flu. That's always been stated, okay? Yeah. And so wearing a mask is part of the, the part is just an upgrade to washing your hands all the time. Right. And so, so right. we're not asking people to do anything outside of normalcy, other than, other than you can't hug everybody you know, don't know, and can't yeah. hug everybody you do know. Yeah, be more That's mindful so. of that. And so when you come up and you got a show, a movie coming out like Cooking Up Christmas, like I said, again, premieres uh, December 15th on OWN, stars my man Lamont Rucker, who has been in everything and uh, and then from an activist. Well, if you, if you had to say anything and, and just wrap it up, because I can never just talk to you about your projects because you are uh, like you was honored this year by uh, by uh, Cafe Mocha Radio. I saw that when you were honored. So <laughs> and I was really I was proud. I watched that. I, you know, he's on the big screen and uh Lonnie Love was talking to you and everything. And yeah, those are the moments, too. man, that uh, make me feel good about you, man. Make me feel good about the relationship I have with you. We've Thank created you. over the Thank years. You. Tell us about being honored by Cafe Mocha Radio. Well, I mean, that it meant a lot, man. I mean, that's that's part of what I was saying earlier, man. Um, you know, you know how it is as as a black man. And mm -hmm. is I mean, aside from, again, obviously shining on each other and knowing how <laughs> wonderful we are as black men, mm -hmm. um, having the love and support um, and encouragement of, of your sisters man, and of your, you know, of, of black, of, of the black woman yes. in general yes. is incredibly powerful. So my respect for the ladies over there and what they've been doing over the years, um, the lives that they're living, the legacies yes. that they're building, and the fact that they've also now created uh, this vehicle to support and acknowledge and, and uplift other people as well. It's an incredibly powerful thing. So I was wonderfully honored, um, always, uh, <laughs> you know, entertained by by the gifts and personalities uh, of, uh, uh, of my girl Lonnie and, and uh, you know, the rest of the crew over there. Um, so you know when we do this even when you and i this is always this is part of this is part of the love but this is also yes. part of the accountability yes you know yes. we know that when we're out here walking our walk yes. um that we're representing each other yes you know mm -hmm. and every opportunity we get whether it's this direct or mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. you know it's always about like hey how can i you know make sure i'm showing love supporting right. and shining light on what this person <laughs> is doing because if they're doing something wonderful then and they're also a reflection of me and a reflection of so many of the other people who are out there doing something wonderful. So let's let's tell the story. Let's show that um, this great stuff is happening. You know, look, look, you know, look around, right. you know. So even my organization, the Black Gents, like that's what we're about. It's like, yo, like look at the look at Rashawn McDonald. Look at the Rashawn McDonald's of the world. Mm -hmm. Look at the other men out here doing what we know black men do and what mm -hmm. we know black men do on the regular. 
hey, mm-hmm. what are our sisters doing? What are our mothers and daughters and, mm-hmm. you know, and lovers and grandmothers and whatever? Mm-hmm. Like, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's shine on our women. Let's uphold and, uh, and love and, you know, support, like, whatever our women and, and sisters and children are doing. How can we do that? that like, that's, like, that's an incredible way to, uh, to live and breathe. And uh, anybody that's part of that type of love proposition, anybody that's out here, um, fighting for what's right, uh, even when nobody's looking. Like those are the stories I'm always uh, open to telling, and those are the people that I love to lock arms with. You know, okay. so uh, you're speaking of locking arms. In this march with you, bro. If I've always, you know, it's, it's a famous um, uh, art work where you see locking arms like this, you know, and it's reaching down like that. I've always envisioned that being the role you play in life, because like, like I said earlier, he's more than an actor. He's an activist. He's a he's a community uplifter. I'm going to make up a word. He's a community uplifter. That's what he's done <laughs> right. all the times I've asked him, all the times I didn't ask him. He's called me. Like he, his brother has been to Dallas with me, to the Steve Harvey camps. He's been to Orlando with me, to the Disney Dreamers. These are these kids. Okay. He set aside the time. I've been sitting on boards with him talking about how to break into the film industry in Atlanta. So I got a track record with him and, and showing what he's done in the black gents and him being an entrepreneur. And, and they were, like I said, these interviews are always fun with me because, like I said, we talk about his role and what he's doing on the screen. But it always drifts back to the man he is off the screen. And Cooking Up Christmas is just an opportunity to see his talents December 15th on the OWN Network. But more importantly, what he's doing off the camera, you know, when he's doing walking down the street, when you're going, hey, Jacobs, keep rocking, boy. I love you in Green Leaf. Keep rocking, boy. Come on. Yeah. You're an uplifter, brother. You're community uplifter, Lamont. Thank you, man. I really want to say hey, thank you. My brother. pleasure, man. Thanks. Always so, you know, so, uh, <laughs> so much fun to be here with you, man. Like, Literally, we could do this even with if there were no cameras or whatever, man. We'd be just chopping it up. You know what I mean? And we don't chop it up. Like I said, I tell you off air. You have to do this, man. Just sit around the the house. Atlanta, Atlanta, all that stuff you was talking about, we can do it now. Again, if you want to come there. That's right. If you want to That's see any right. more episodes of Money Making Conversation, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. If you want to subscribe, please go to my YouTube channel. Again, I want to thank Lamont Rucker for coming on the show. Please make sure you look up Cooking Up Christmas. It premieres Tuesday, December 15th on OWN Network. Also, if you miss it, it's always on pay-per-view. Greenleaf is always on pay-per-view. <laughs> and the watch on demand. App, it should be um, on, I believe, as well. Okay, yeah. cool. I appreciate y'all. Yeah. We talk soon. Hey, Thank you, Lamar. Appreciate you, man. Much love. <laughs> Much Continue love. success and blessings, man. Happy Thank holiday. You. Alrighty. This report is brought to you by Humana. If you're a veteran on Medicare, there are Medicare Advantage plans that complement the coverage you get through the VA. Ed Sandrick is director of Humana's Veterans Channel. How does a Medicare Advantage plan work with VA benefits? A Medicare Advantage plan can complement uh, the health care services and benefits that a veteran gets at the, through the VA. The Medicare Advantage plans that Humana offers, particularly the Humana Honor Medicare Advantage plan, which was designed with veterans in mind who use the VA, works side by side. As I said, it, it kind of complements the VA health care. An individual can go to the VA for the services that he or she wants or needs at the VA and is eligible for, and also can use the uh, Medicare Advantage Network uh, as well, side by side. They don't uh, interrupt one another. Um, there are some myths and misconceptions among the veteran community that it, they may jeopardize their VA health care should they use original Medicare or Medicare Advantage. That's just not the case.
For more information, visit Humana.com slash Medicare. Hi, I am Rashawn McDonald, host of MoneyMakingConversations.com. The Cafe Mocha Swag Award is a celebration of black men who are making a difference in our community by empowering others to reach their life goals. From civic leaders, businessmen, activists, celebrities, and everyday dads. The Cafe Mocha Swag Award winner this week is Lecrae. Being a two-time Grammy Award winning hip-hop artist and best-selling author, Lecrae realized the wounds we all carry have the potential to be unlikely guides to healing and freedom for ourselves and others. His new book, I Am Restored, is an inspiring charge to embrace the lasting healing and restoration available now and that we all desperately long for because no matter what you've experienced God is near he hears and he's not done with you yet uh, for me it was a, it was a matter of becoming a healthy whole individual and dealing with some historical traumas and recognizing that you know I was a slave to what other people wanted of me and not being what I was created to be the Cafe Mocha Swag Award represents men who have strength whose wisdom is assertive and who is genuine in their spirit My next guest is Brashawn Shaw. She is an international motivational speaker, career coach, TV personality, and author of the book, The Unstoppable Warrior Woman. Michelle highlights the stories of incredible women like herself. She is battling stage four breast cancer, who have survived unthinkable odds and found the strength to succeed through their struggles. Up next in her career, Michelle will be tackling the mental health space head on with the launch of her own social networking app, You Are a Warrior, out early 2021. The app is designed to provide tools for motivation, self-improvement, personal development, and support. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, the author of The Unstoppable Warrior Woman, Ms. Bershawn Shaw. Yes, I love that introduction. I'm like, who is that? Well, I love that woman. Well, I, I, I left a lot know. out. Left, I left out the Huffington Post. I left out Oprah. I left out ABC, <laughs> NBC, a regular on the DC affiliate in in, in in DC area down there. A lot going on in your life. So, yes, to, to tell just just tell everybody where you at right now before we get into the book and also some backstory. Um, so I'm in Washington DC right now. I live in Washington and New York. Um. Uh, born and raised in Washington, D.C., uh -huh. you know, outside of it, a small town, Fort Washington, Maryland, had big dreams and big goals. You know, mm -hmm. I always said I wanted more. My father was from a small town, Gilbert, mm -hmm. Louisiana, um, one stoplight and uh, <laughs> 200 people in it. And he said he wanted more. He had eight siblings living in a two bedroom house. Mm -hmm. And my father started one of the biggest construction companies um, in the D.C. area. Mm -hmm. And I grew on to start one of the biggest coaching and training programs in mm -hmm. the country. Right. So despite yeah. of, you mm -hmm. can still do it and make and, it happen. And now you left out some important uh, moments of your father. Your father was a, he drove a watermelon truck, yeah, uh, ice cream yeah. truck. So, so you know exactly. So, I mean, so it, I don't want to gloss over that because, you know, to get to running a big construction in the D.C. area, which is phenomenal. You know, there was a person who came from a humble beginnings, Louisiana, I'm from Houston, Texas. So I have no humble beginnings, drive through Louisiana all the time to get to Atlanta. Or I used to drive through there to do comedy days back when I was doing stand up comedy. So let's talk about those humble beginnings of your father, because basically he built your brand out, built who you are today. Watermelon truck, ice yeah. cream truck. Come yep. on, let's talk about that. You know, you know, my father and I always asked him, he said, Bershawn, mm -hmm. 
you are not where you come from, mm-hmm. right? Meaning you are, you have your background, you have your strength and your courage, but you don't have to stay in that environment. You can dream big, think big, mm-hmm. be big. And my father always said, don't let people put boundaries on your dreams. Don't let people put walls on what you believe in. And so he always told me, even as a little kid, if you want to be the president of the United States, you can I don't care about the color of your skin. I don't care about where you come from. It's where you end up. That's how, what he always said. It's not where you come from. It's where you end up. And so my father knew he wanted more. Uh-huh. He knew that he didn't want to play small. So he said, look, if I have to save money um, selling watermelons, I will do that. <laughs> yes. I mean, like selling watermelons. Mm-hmm. And then if I have to save money as ice creams, because he saw a need. Kids love ice cream. They Ooh. love candy. Let me get you solve the problem. And then he saved up enough money and he moved to Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Now, let's talk about the whole saved up enough money, the life, your life, your father. Now he's at the book. It says he's 84 years old. Yep. Still, still spunky. Wants to date yep. ladies in their 40s. Yep. <laughs> still spunky. Yeah. Yes. Talk yes. about because, you know, that's the flipping of the script, you know, because, you know, your parents, they do that for you. They take care of you. They raise you to this point. And certainly the script is reversed with that. How is it dealing with a person like that who is, you know, getting older each day, but still resistant to the acknowledgement that they are getting old each day. How does that deal with your life, dealing with the motivational cycles that you have to deal with with other people? This is your life now. Yes. Ooh, ooh. this is a tough one. It's tough. Because <laughs> I, mean, I have a father who is strong. I mean, mm-hmm. my father thinks he got Denzel Washington looks, mm-hmm. Bill Gates money. His <laughs> I mean, like meaning he is so confident and I love that. And I think that's where I got it from. Mm-hmm. He's like, never let someone dim your light. Mm-hmm. He is into like, don't let someone dim your light. So my father is now um, going on 85. I mean, still wants to drive, still mm-hmm. wants to date women in their 40s mm-hmm. because he's living and not dying. Right. And what I realize is most people are dying and not living. Right. Most people play mediocre and play small. They give up. They just give up. They they give up to what life has given them. They say, well, you know, I'll get by. I'm just good enough. I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I don't want to take it this far. I I got enough. Like they put constraints around their dreams and box them. I say go for it. I say go big or go home. I say knock it out the park. And that's what my father believes. Knock it out the park. Well, you've been knocking out the park since 2011. I say that date because that's when the uh, the birth of the warrior woman. We acknowledge your gift when you walked on stage fearful because yep. uh, that's the number one fear. Any book will tell you the number one fear of anybody is public speaking. And you yep. walked on stage 2011 and, and then you, you, you told your truth. Talk about that moment which gave the birth of the true warrior woman and that's you thank you um you know it's so funny i remember my doctor saying uh for sean i want you to speak to the audience and i was like mm-hmm. me why you know mm-hmm. and she said because we gave you three months to live mm-hmm. it's almost two years and we don't see the cancer and I used to come into chemo with a fur coat, lipstick, and some high heel shoes. I was like, I'm not dying. I am not coming in with a sweatsuit, hair not done. Like, I'm coming in like I'm living. Mm -hmm. And so I remember doing that speech, and it probably was the first time I really, really, really spoke my truth. 
Mm-hmm. It was the first time that I let it all go. I wasn't the nice Brashan, the pretty Brashan, the Brashan that had it all together, the successful Brashan. It was the real Brashan. Mm-hmm. The Brashan that had fears, the Brashan that was scared, the Brashan that had issues, the Brashan that was okay to share. And um, that's when it all came out at that. And someone screamed, you are a warrior. Mm-hmm. She was like, you are a warrior. Right. Wow. You're, and that's where my brand came out. And then the whole audience started screaming, you are a warrior. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, people are really listening to me. Mm-hmm. They're really standing up, giving me a standing ovation to listen to me. And that is um, a, It's really interesting when you talk like that, because we are, tend to be a fearful to tell our story. Or, yep. or water it down and don't want to tell all the facts. And then guess what? The truth doesn't really tell your journey. You know, I, just to share my side of the story, I'm a, I'm a cancer survivor. Okay. Oh, wow. I remember 2015 I when I was record when I, and we, we can share these moments, emotional moments, because, you know, I, I tell people when they're telling you that you have cancer, I mean, the world stops right there. I mean, it's like, I, I, it's, it's no, as, as far as life and death, it's probably the most powerful word that you can get from a doctor or somebody of a medical profession because all the death just jumps into your world and you start, start dealing with instant thoughts of what else, why me, what do I do? Just talk about yeah. your moment and when that happened and not, like I said, uh, what you're battling and, uh, and where you're at right now. So first of all, thank you for sharing um, your story, too, because, you know, from survivor to, vi- to survivor, we're thrivers. From Bashan right? to um, Rashawn. From Bashan to Rashawn. From Bashan okay? to Bashan. <laughs> <Rashawn. laughs> we thrive. Um, you know, it, it's true. When, when you hear you have cancer, but stage four terminal breast cancer, mm-hmm. um, cancer all over your body, your world stops. Yes, I mean, it does. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, you see death. You mm-hmm. see when is my time? Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, Rashawn, I remember it so clearly. Um, I said, doctor, what can I do? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, what can I do? Like, you know, I'm young, I'm 30 something. Like, what can I do? And he said, do you believe in miracles? And at that moment, something just hit me in my core. And I said, you know what? Hell yeah, I believe in miracles and I mm-hmm. believe in God. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what, Doc? I'll see you in 10 years because I'm going to be here. Right. I'm not letting this mm-hmm. cancer take me out. Mm-hmm. And something in me clicked. And it was the click of fear or faith. Right. That's what clicked, fear or faith. Mm-hmm. Because I could live in fear and say I'm going to die because he was like, get your affairs in order. Da da da. I mean, we sent your test to... MD Anderson, Sloan, George Washington, GW, I mean, everywhere, Georgetown. So it was conclusive that it was stage four. It was conclusive that it was there. It was conclusive that it was aggressive. Like all of this was concluded. This wasn't like, oh, okay, they were confused a little bit. This was a conclusion. Right. Mm -hmm. But I said, I went into that hallway and I said, God, if you keep me alive, just keep me alive. Mm -hmm. I will, um, I will be a vessel. I would try to change the world by by letting them know that it's fear or faith. Which side are you going to walk on? Right. Because I know I wasn't meant to go this early. Mm-hmm. I know. And if, if if I do everything and I go, it was my time. But if, but if you keep me alive, I know I got a journey. I know I have a calling that's bigger than I could ever imagine. And that's what I'm walking in now. Well, you know, the reason I shared my story 
2015 uh, cancer because we all know it can come back. And when the when my staff came to me and they were talking about your book, The Unstoppable Warrior Woman, when it, when I started reading the highlights, I said, okay, she's a survivor. See, I yep. try to when I try to bring on money making conversation is real stories because a lot of people have a lot of hype. You know, they how you can be successful. These are the steps, but they're not really successful. How you can make money, but they really don't have any money. But when you're a survivor of cancer and still going through life every day. Like it's a normal day because it's not a normal day for me because it can change overnight. I have to take pills. I have to, you know, I have to have six months. I have to go in for checkups yeah. and, and it could change in a checkup. OK, I cannot stop taking those pills. I had thyroid cancer, so I have to take thyroid pills and and I keep low blood pressure pills, all these things, vitamin D. When when COVID hit, you know, I was one of those candidates that they talk about, you know, yeah. have a pre-existing conditions that can be highly effective if you get. If you contract COVID, how did you yep. deal with the whole COVID in relation to your health situation in 2020? You know, that's a good point because you're right. COVID hit and we are, you know, pre-existing issues that, yes. you know, um, unfortunately, I know someone who unfortunately didn't make it mm-hmm. through COVID who was a survivor. I mean, me, let me tell you, Rashawn, I have a regimen. I do a green powder every morning. I do vitamin D, vitamin C. <laughs> Chlorophyll, spirulina, fish. I mean, like you tell me, I do infrared saunas, exercise. Mm. I mean, this is my life. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I like I take my health seriously. Mm -hmm. I may have some gummy bears here and there, Mm -hmm. more than enough. You know, sugar's not good. (laughs) I may have a Snickers bar. But I mean, I really do take my health very seriously. Mm -hmm. So when COVID hit, boom, vitamin D load up, vitamin C load up, uh, fish oil load up, oregano oil load up. I load up and you have to load up too. load up, take it seriously. And, you know, I I wear my mask. I social distance. I, Mm -hmm. I, I take this seriously. You know, I know some are like, oh, yeah, it's a hoax or it's not that serious. But let me tell you, people are dying. And I know some who have died. Like, Mm -hmm. I personally know them. Right. Mm -hmm. So this is not a joke, a hoax. Mm -hmm. This isn't a Republican thing or Democrat thing. This is a real thing, a virus thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Doesn't matter what side you sit on. Mm -hmm. It really is. And that's why I wanted to bring that up, because in talking about different conversations, is this my phone right here? Excuse me. Is that my phone? Where's it at? I apologize, Sean. No, don't worry, baby. Where's it at? You got a sharp suit on. Oh, they, they, oh, cool. I apologize, cool. Um, You know, I wanted to talk about, we'll edit that out. Don't worry about it. Uh, uh-huh. the, the, the thing about when I, when, when, let's talk about the book now. You know, uh, the unstoppable warrior woman. Like I told you before we got on air, two of the people that you went to, well, you know, your story led to stories because yep. it's important. And now you're, you're, you're two time. Yep. Two time. You know, stage four cancer survivor. Like I told them earlier, I don't know. It could come back on me. That's the fear of cancer. You know, you can yep. never walk out of a room and say it won't come back. But yep. you have to do your due diligence to stop it from coming back. You have to live a healthy life. You have to realize that you can't feel sorry for yourself. I totally agree with you. This is how I dress. You know, people, 
I, I, I wear this as a as a reminder when, when I'm doing TV shows. If anybody ever asks me, Rashawn, they say, "Why you wear that?" I said, "Because I'm a cancer survivor." That allows let me to put it in. Put it in closer. Let me see it. Right. You know, it allows me to go in and tell them comfortably a conversation about who I am. Because a lot yeah. of people see a cancer a, a cancer victim or a cancer survivor looking a certain way, acting yeah. a certain way, walking a certain way, talking a certain way. And that's why it was important for me to bring you on the show because I wanted to show, you know, yes, you walk around with this fear. We also walk around with this this incredible uh, negative thing that can happen and, and stop your life in a heartbeat, but you can't stop living your life. You can't stop looking like taking control of your life. People come around you, have to enable them with happiness, have to enable them with motivation. And that's what you're Doing. And that's what the book that you wrote, The Unstoppable War of Woman, that's how it led it to all these other interviews. Tell us about it. You know, I I realized that Huffington posted an article mm -hmm. on me saying Brashawn is unstoppable. Mm -hmm. And everything she does, she's unstoppable. You know, because I guess I remember being on uh Tom Joyner and he said something. He said it's so interesting that. Here you are dealing in the midst of stage four, going to treatment, and you're out there motivating people. Right. Mm -hmm. Most people would be depressed right. at home, don't right. want to talk about it, right. just like let it overpass them. Don't even don't even like listen to them. They mm -hmm. don't want to speak about it. But mm -hmm. here you are speaking about it, telling people that they can still thrive, right. telling people don't live in fear. He said it's amazing. And when I realized I was unstoppable, there are so many other people with a story. Mm -hmm, that are unstoppable mm -hmm. too. So many other mm -hmm. women, because as you know, I mean, these movements are coming, me too, but it's the woman that's coming out now. It's right. time for us mm -hmm. to shine. Mm -hmm. I played small for so long. I never realized my business could have thrived like this. I never knew, realized that I would be an expert right. and on television as an expert, <laughs> a business coach, a career, you know, mm -hmm. I a leadership coach. Mm -hmm. I never realized that. We'll be right back with more. From Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. Cars today are like a computer on wheels, but you can't fix any of these new features yourself. So when something breaks, it could cost you a fortune. And now is not the time for expensive repairs. That's why you need CarShield. CarShield has affordable protection plans that can save you thousands for a cover repair, including computers, GPS, electronics, and more. CarShield understands payment flexibility is a must. Plans are customizable and as low as $99 a month. No long-term contracts or commitment. Plus, you get to pick your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work and car shield takes care of the rest they also offer complimentary 24 7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed car shield is america's number one auto protection company for as low as 99 dollars a month you can protect yourself from surprises and save thousands call 1-800-CAR-6000 and mention code money m-o-n-e-y or visit carshield.com and use code money m-o-n-e-y to save 10 percent that's carshield.com code money a deductible may apply Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Well, realize it now, your book. Now, uh, you have several chapters in there, The Unstoppable Creative Women and How They Shine, because you lead off with a statement, with a motivational statement, a statement of truth, I like to call it. Turning yeah. your personal vision into unstoppable success, unstoppable healing of family and community, getting unstoppable, unstoppably healthy against all odds, choosing unstoppable happiness. Of all those chapters, you know, I, I, you know, I helped uh, Steve Harbour write several books. There was always one chapter that really hit home with him in all his books. Of all those of all your chapters, which one resonated the most with you? You know, I like unstoppable happiness because mm -hmm. 
we like to put our happiness on other people. Mm -hmm. We like to say, well, um, you know, it's because of my husband. I'm not there. It's because of my partner. I'm not there. It's because like, stop putting your happiness on someone and find happiness within yourself. Yes. You are the prize. When we start to realize we're the prize, we are the superstars. You don't have to search for anyone. You don't, you have everything you need to be unstoppable. We just don't step into it. And the book is 40 women sharing 40 stories of hope, of challenges, of triumph, of of mistakes, of fear, of doubt, of Mm -hmm. hardcore stories, of rape, of herpes. I mean, it's a lot of stories in there of a lot of things. Yes. But it's true. That's what this that's what the book is. A story of truth that leads to hope. Well, the thing about it, that's what uh, that's what impacted me. You know, this is I'm a male, but I was impacted by their truth. Now, how do you. You know, you're a motivator. You have relationships. How did you contact individuals and did you shape their stories or you just tell them, send me your thoughts? How did they how did the stories get into the book? Oh, so good point. I mean, they sent stories and I helped shape it because mm-hmm. every I mean, you know, everyone's not a writer. Everyone right. doesn't know how to put it. But but I wanted to shape the stories. Mm-hmm. I shaped the stories around the like sometimes you have to pull out things from people because people don't even think they're unstoppable. Mm-hmm. People think their story is small. So mm-hmm. I had to pull it out. But in the stories, everybody's stories had greatness in them. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Well, you didn't have one writer there. The journalist who went from New York to Africa and came back. She, she was the journalist. They probably had the longest section in your book as well. And yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. See, you know. Yes. 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 So that was a good one. So everyone's story. I, I told everyone. Everyone just had their own story. Right. Right. Everyone had their own story. Everyone had their own journey. And and that's life. Everyone has their own journey. We know some I, I, are short, some are longer, but that is life. I really liked her story. Uh, well, I liked all of the story from a standpoint of they gave nuggets of inspiration and also uh, overcoming either a physical or beautiful one young, young lady got shot, bully experiences, you know, uh, abuse, physical and mental abuse experiences yeah. going out there. But the one message that came out more and more is like, it's about you. Stop, stop lending your gifts to somebody that doesn't appreciate it. Stop motivating other people who don't want your motivation. That was a message that keeps screaming out through each page that I turned in your book. Tell us about that, Rashawn. You know, I think what I try to get out of each story is, like you said, Rashawn, it's about you. Yes. Stop giving your gifts away. Stop giving your purpose away. Stop giving. Stop playing small. Stop being mediocre. Every story I wanted you to say, wow, this is a nugget. Right. Wow, this is a nugget. Right. Wow. Like you said, I mean, it's rape, it's bullying, it's somebody who lost 150 pounds, it's a cancer survivor, it's someone who tried to play small. It's all of these. It's a journalist, it's someone who found their their <laughs> their life. It's some, I mean, I wanted everything. I wanted stories of of hardship, challenges, mistakes, but right. in the end, hope. They made it to the other side because if you fall down and you can look up, you can get up. Well, let's talk about the four steps to mindset freedom. You know, this is a, I won't tell anybody we're part of the book, but it's a part of the book that uh, that moved me. And there's a lot of the advice that I follow. And I, and I felt that when I read this, I go home run because we're on the same page, because I'm going to tell everybody this. There are certain things you have to do to be successful. You have to be consistent about it. There's a certain tone. Lazy people aren't successful. 
They may be temporary. They might win the lottery, but eventually they might be the person who loses the money in debt because they're lazy to their approach in life. And there are certain principles about being successful. And when you start talking about the four steps to mindset that's in your book, Prashan, let's talk about change your viewpoint. That was very important because the reason I say that because the journalist that went from Africa, from New York to Africa, who was afraid to go to UCLA because it was too far away, but then she moved to Africa. That's changing your viewpoint. And when I and I was just using an example of that when you talk about change your viewpoint, because I was a person who, for some reason, New York to UCLA, which is in Los Angeles, was too far away. But New York to Africa, years later, she was cool with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I think we, we we get so stuck with our mindset. So change your viewpoint is be open for change, be mm-hmm. open to mm-hmm. change and for mm-hmm. change. Mm-hmm. Life begins at the end of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. If you want to stay the way you are, you'll always be the way you are. Right. Mm-hmm. If you want greatness, greatness is on the other side of that field. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. a lot of times we're too afraid to go there because it's too hard. It's too far. We mm-hmm. don't know what's going to be there. We don't know how it's going to be. And we mm-hmm. stay stuck. Right. If you want greatness, you got to change your viewpoint and change your mindset and go for it. Absolutely. You can't be afraid of the unknown. And unknown is happens every day. I was telling you, but that's why the insurance. You have life insurance, you have auto insurance, you have homeowners insurance because it prepares you for the unknown. And that's what life is about. So if you're going out there worried about change and I might not I might not be successful, I don't know that. You might get an automobile accident. That's the part of why insurance exists. Stop running away from your past. Oh, that's a good one, right, Rashawn? Come on, come on now. Come on, Rashawn. Stop running away from your past. See, your past makes you who you are. Right. Mm -hmm. And my father always said, don't run away from your past. Embrace it. Yes. I was poor. I grew up in a two-bedroom house with eight kids living in a two-bedroom house, and we slept where we could sleep. We, right. we mm-hmm. made it happen. Mm-hmm. My past made me who I am, strong, mm-hmm. strength. You see, people are embarrassed about their past. I remember coaching a woman. She had made up this lie about she went to Yale. Um, she had made up this whole story. She really did go to Yale, but she made up the story that they were lived in Boca, that they had this, that was their, that was their country, that was their summer house and winter house. And she, she really was from the projects of New York. Right. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to tell anyone, too embarrassed. But let me tell you, your story is who you are. Now she tells her story, so I can now tell her story. But now, <laughs> like your past, don't run away from it. Embrace mm-hmm. it. It's beautiful. It is your fingerprint and your footprint. That's what God made you from your past, from your story. Speak it, girl. Rashawn yes. to Rashawn. She's speaking the <laughs> truth. Stop blaming and start forgiving. That is a problem a lot of people have. It ruins relationships. It ruins family dynamics. It can ruin business relationships because you blame someone else. And I always tell people it's a two way street in that blame. It is so true. See, we love the blame because every time you point the finger at someone, three fingers are pointing back at you. Ah, I need to say that again. (laughs) Yes. Every time you point the finger, three fingers are pointing back at you. It's because. Blaming is easy. Taking responsibility is hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard to say, I failed. I messed up. Yeah, I was wrong. I did it wrong. That's hard because we want to be right. We want to be perfect. We want to say nothing's wrong. No, you were, you messed up. Right. Take responsibility. Let me tell you, I take responsibility way more times than I blame Mm -hmm. because it's always two in a rodeo. (laughs) Yes, It's always two in that show, not one. It's two in a marriage, not one. It's two in a friendship, not one. Mm -hmm. It's two in a partnership, not one. Mm -hmm. And the last one is letting go. 
And that's Ooh, a, that's a good that, one. Letting go. Well, that's a good one because we all. I don't care who you are. We all have that experience of holding on to a grudge, holding on to a, a mistake. And see, letting go is a really powerful term because it doesn't have to be necessarily letting go of a relationship. It could be something that you've done and you have not forgiven yourself for that. Talk about your version of it, Bershawn. You know, letting go is hard because comfortable. Mm -hmm. We love to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. We love to have what we have. You know, it's so funny. Something easy like this. I tell my clients, go to work. You know, if you drive to work 30 minutes, you go the same way. Go a different way. Right. Go through the streets. No, I don't want to go through the street. No, take this right and go. No, no, no. It won't work. It'll get me there. See, they don't let go. Right. Because I want to do it the way I want to do it. I right. want to do it how I want to do it. Right. The way I want to do it. People let that mess them up in relationships and marriages and friendships you don't let go of the things like try something new you know, let it's so go of funny. the past you let know, go of that negative thinking let go of trying to be right let go you are going we're going to have a long time relationship i'm gonna just tell you that <laughs> 10 years 15 years I'm, I'm, 20 I'm, years 20 30. years okay we, we're gonna be like your dad you know 85 you know i just won't be looking for 40 year old women <laughs> <laughs> I love, it. I love it. The thing about it is that because everything you're saying is the truth in life. You know, sometimes I go home, I go a different way just to see what life is down there. Still being careful, still not being adventurous, just seeing a different tree, seeing a different street light, passing a different gas station. Because from a creative standpoint, you got to be able to look at life differently. So that allows you to come home with a different attitude. Come home with not that same, oh, I saw it again, that same routine, getting off the freeway on that same exit, coming down that same back road. I do it a lot. I really do. I So when you, when you talk like that, I go, wow, she is so dead on because out of habit I do these things but I want to before we wrap up I want to this great conversation thank you for coming on the show her thank book, you The Unstoppable Warrior Woman it was released October 27th it's available in bookstores now but she's tapping into an area this app that she's dropped mental health mental health in the black community or African American community is kind of like the, the, the curse. We don't want to yes. admit. We don't. Two things we don't want to admit. We don't want to admit homosexuality in the black community. And we definitely don't want to admit mental health issues in the black community. Talk about the importance of this new app that you're dropping in 2020. You know, Emma Shine, you're so right. Look, you need to be a coach on there. You know, we have coaches, speakers, <laughs> all that. I love your energy. So we're going to talk offline about that. Uh, we're launching big, I told you 20 uh, years. 2020. Rashawn, Rashawn, it, 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 it rhymes. We got to stay together, girl. We got to stay together. We got to stay together. Rashawn and Rashawn. <laughs> Yes. Um, you know, you know, right now I'm launching. It's called You Are a Warrior. Mm -hmm. You are a warrior. W-A-R-R-I-O-R. -R um, mm -hmm. They can sign up. Uh, they can sign up now. Um, it'll be coming soon. They get they get perks if they sign up now. You know, it, it, it's something people are tired of Facebook. They call it fake book and Insta fame. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's negative. It, it's always putting something out that's not positive. I want somewhere where people can express themselves about depression, anxiety, and stress, where we can really talk to others and we can use avatars if we don't want to share who we are or we can be ourselves. But it's time to get the help we need. Right. People are committing suicide. Opioids are up like no other body's business. Medications are up. Um, people are depressed in slumps. I just saw Sam Smith say, he was like, I I've never been so depressed in my life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, staying inside, people yeah. feel closed in, mm -hmm. not socializing. People are, and this is really bringing out this side of people. It's right. really bringing mm -hmm. this out. 
Mm-hmm. People want a, an outlet and that's what I'm going to give them an outlet. You know, it's a place where it's a mental health app. You can express yourself. Mm-hmm. The first thing, sharing your story. We have quizzes on it. We have challenges. We have chat rooms or you can talk to an expert. Right. The app has four pillars, motivation, personal development, self-improvement and speaking to an expert. I want to be there to help and and really talk about real stuff instead of you know we can listen to music all day we can dance all day we mm-hmm. can talk about tiktok all day but deep inside we're crying when elon musk says that i'm lonely i need someone to talk to one mm. of the wealthiest men in the world absolutely. in the world absolutely saying i feel alone right well you know and, and, and that absolutely i think the successful people say that because who do you talk to and sometimes when you are successful you can't show weaknesses and that and, it's, and that's a part of mental health that's, that's the challenge of allowing yourself to say weakness and who you show that weakness to so you won't be backstabbed or you won't be undermined because you're showing these signs of weaknesses but that's all part of the mental health campaign that you're trying to bring to the yeah. forefront and the reason i'm talking about it Bershawn, is that the black community if we don't start accepting therapy as as being all right going to see a therapist or going to see a psychiatrist is fine to deal with some some issues that you might have when you were growing up or you might have in a relate a relationship issues and instead of just going from one person to the next person basically destroying a good man or a woman along the way because you won't don't want to deal with your emotional or mental issues these are important that's why i wanted to make sure that we talked about it give tell people again about you are warrior the app before we wrap up Okay, yeah. So you are a warrior of the letter U R A W A R R I O R dot com. You could go and sign up. Please go and sign up. Um, you get perks. The mm-hmm. first we're giving a thousand people all kind of gifts and inspirational books and newsletters mm-hmm. and perks. So please join it. But it's a it's a mental health app that deals with depression, anxiety, and stress. Mm-hmm. And we have four pillars that helps you: motivation, self improvement personal development and support. We have coaches to help coach you. Chat rooms, you can be in a guided chat room with a coach or you can be alone, just listening. We have a place where you can get meditation. Um, You can do yoga. You can listen to videos, just whatever you need (laughs) every day of the week. And we have a warrior wall, express yourself. It's time that we start really in the black community speaking up Mm -hmm. and standing up. I want this app to reach every black celeb, middle-class person, um, underprivileged person. I want it to reach everyone and help them. It's my mission to give back because it's time... It's time for us to stop lying. Mm-hmm. It's time for us to stop acting like we're okay. Like you said, stop perpetrating. Stop acting like we have everything in the bank. We're rich. Look at all this money on Instagram and then you can't pay your bills. Right. Look at all this and you can't read or write. Look right. at all this and you lost your home. Stop mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Stop with the nonsense and the lies. It's time to stand up and speak up. And that's what You Are Warrior is about. And well, Rashawn, with you, me and you, we're going to make this happen. I'm telling you something. On Mondays, I do uh, motivational cards. I, I, I get people who are changing the world. And uh, I'm going to make a motivational card for you to promote your book, to promote your brand. And it's going to talk about being a two-time survivor, waking up every day, living life, not by what's happened to you, but what could happen to you. And you are inspirational. You truly are a warrior. I'm going to promote your book. I'm going to promote your app. Again, you're in my life for the next 30 years. Yes. And uh, tell Pops. He my man, because I'm going to be that way at 84, too. Okay? Yes. Uh, thank you, Rashawn. What a great interview. Love your spirit. Love your inspiration. We're going to stay in touch. Absolutely. My next guest is one I invited on the show because she supported me. She's believed in my brand. 
And when you start a new brand, you need relationships. And she's always been one that has uh, shown a strong light in the direction of support of what I'm trying to do with Money Making Conversation. Her name is Sheila Bell. Sheila Bell, the Bell, has worked in the field of broadcast news, journalism, and with the press for over 30 years. She's the editor-in-chief and publisher of the Bell Report. Now entering its 15th year of publishing, has become one of the top music industry go-to platforms for gospel and inspirational news. The Bell has interviewed and met some of the most influential people in the world, including Nelson Mandela, President Bill Clinton, President Jimmy Carter, President Barack Obama, Oprah Winfrey, Dick Gregory, Coretta Scott King, Jesse Jackson, and many more. In addition to producing the Bell Report that is published Monday through Friday, the Bell currently produces and anchors the syndicated radio news show, the Bell Report Entertainment News Update, now airing in 57 markets across this country. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation. She says she got her game on for me today. <laughs> Media journalist, producer, Excited to be here. and inspirational speaker, Sheila Bale. <laughs> thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. So excited to be with you. And thank you so much for that great introduction. I felt I felt special. Well, you are, you know, because, you know, the thing about it, when people come on my show, uh, many years, uh, Steve, Steve Harvey uh, used to always, when I stopped doing stand-up comedy, Steve said, man, can you at least introduce me? Can you just come into my shows and just introduce wow. me? And because he just knew that I knew you always got to set the stage. Everybody has value. And sometimes it's not enough for me to say you are just, the, you know, the, the founder, the creator of the Bell Report. Let's talk a little history. Let's talk a little. Because when people hear these intros, you're the, you're, you guys, you are a legacy maker. You know, you are a groundbreaker. You are a visionary. And that's why I have to put it out like that. I can't just say, you know, your name and just say, oh, well, here's the question that you sent over me to ask. I do additional research. <laughs> and so the Bell Report is something that's important to my brand. And that's why I had to invite you on my show. I said, I said, can somebody get Sheila on my show? Can somebody get on my show? Well, Rashad, we, we reaching out. What? Please get on my show and because wow. you support my brand. And so why do you feel it's important to support my brand of money making conversations? Well, I'm, I'm thinking about all the different people that you're talking to, the different lives that are out there. And it's so much that's going on right now. Mm -hmm. No one lives the same life. No mm -hmm. one thinks the same way. Mm -hmm. No one processes information the same way. So when you're reaching out to different people on different platforms and different arenas and different cities and different states, looking at politics and people, and even when you ask them, what is your understanding and belief of God? Everyone has a different story to tell. Everyone's going to view something differently. No one processes information the same way. So when you're talking to me or Jesse Jackson or Michael Eric Dyson or Oprah Winfrey, no one's going to be looking at life the same way because no one has gone through life the same. Everyone has had different experiences, up, down, good, bad. Some people have money, some people don't. Some people are challenged, some people are not. And then sometimes when you look at you are approached with the door and then the door closes in your face. What do you do? Do you sit back and do you complain or do you realize that God allowed that door to close knowing that you are the fighter and the fighter that's within you needs to come out of you. And mm -hmm. when it comes out of you, you're going to push harder and then you're going to realize some things that you didn't realize before. You're going to learn some things about yourself that you didn't know before. And you're going to see that you're stronger than you actually thought that you were. So when I look at all the different people that you have interviewed, when I think about all the times that I've seen you and the different people that you have decided to interview, when it comes across my desk and as an option to put in the bell report i put it in the bell report with pride because i know that you are not about buffoonery 
You're not about foolishness, but you want to make sure that not only the people that you're interviewing, that you give them an opportunity, but you're also educating people right. who are listening to other people when they are listening to you and when they're listening to your guests. And when your guests have something to say that's worth listening to, it says a lot about you. It's kind of like the people who you're interviewing. We become an extension of you. Right. So you're going to make sure whoever you interview has some sense about right. them to take up this time space. Absolutely. Because you're so articulate. Let's go back with one of the questions I want to talk about in doing research and a stutterer, you know, a person who stuttered as a young person, which led to, I'm sure, ridicule jokes. And sometimes that leads to bullying. You know, it's a lot of people think the word bully is a modern term. I can know that in my middle school, I was bullied, bullied. Mm. In my high school years, I was bullied. Just didn't understand it. I just know that I, I just said they picked on me, mom. They picking on me at school. That's the term I use instead of the word bullying. These kids picking on me. So as a young stutterer, how did you deal with that and how did you overcome it to be so articulate and so mindful and so motivational today? If you're talking to the, the young millennials and the Gen X, you would say it's a God thing. Mm -hmm. But if you want to be real about it, God healed me from what I was going through. Mm -hmm. I was in the first, second and third grade and the stuttering was so bad. It would take me a good two or three minutes to articulate three or four or five words. Right. Just mm -hmm. to say back in the day when we were in school, sometimes a teacher would say, hey, Sheila, would you go to Miss Harris room? And give her this message. Mm -hmm. The message may be, tell Miss Harris that we're going to be going outside to play to on the playground at 12 o'clock. Mm -hmm. So because they knew I stuttered and because my mom also taught in the same school that mm. we were in, they were trying to help me to, to get out of it, to get out of that zone of not feeling comfortable around people. Mm -hmm. Because even then, while I was stuttering, I was also extremely shy. So by the time I left the first grade and went up to the second floor and I would tell Mrs. Harris the message, the message sort of went like this. Miss, 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 miss Harris. Miss, miss, miss. And it went on like that. So you're trying to deliver this message. you got other kids looking at you like, what is the problem? And this went on. And my mom tried to work with me. We would read books on the front porch. She would try to get me to calm down. But after the first, second and third grade, third grade, I was told that I was going to be going to a middle school for the fourth grade. So the day that we were waiting for the yellow cheese bus to come down the street <laughs> to pick us up to get on this bus to go mm -hmm. to Robert E. Lee Middle School, mm -hmm. I heard this voice. On going to the fourth grade, I heard this voice that said, slow down. They will hear you. Slow down. And I remember just thinking, I'm hearing a voice. I don't know where this voice is coming from, mm -hmm. but it's telling me to slow down. And something within me, maybe down in my shanana, that told me to slow it down. And once I got that in my spirit and understood, when I walked on that yellow bus, I no longer stuttered. It was just like that. It was just like that, a blessing. It was just like that. And and now when you look at your life now, you're in the creative side, journalistic side, media side, because that 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 ability to translate information is what your gift is. Promote information, what your gift is. Now let's set, let's set that. In the world, we had a president who came into office in 2016 and established a term called fake news. As he exits in 2020, 
That's all he's about is creating fake news. When you review information like that, how has it impacted how you report things, how you deliver information to our community? What has helped me over the years to even have the brand that I have today and to report the news that I have today is integrity. Mm-hmm. And for years, every time when I would write a story, I had to learn really early that there are two sides to the story. Right. You could always write the story the way that you want to write the story to favor the person who you like. But you have to remember that there are two sides to the story. So in being fair, I've always been fair mm-hmm. to everyone who I deal with. Integrity, your name goes a long way. So even when I'm on the air now, I praise 104.7. When I'm writing stories up on, on the Bell Report, when I'm pushing stuff out on the Bell Report Entertainment News Update, when I'm having a conversation, if I'm in the pulpit, if I'm ministering, if I'm talking, if someone just approaches me, it's about being true to who you are so you can be true to other people. Sometimes it's even about being transparent so people can know that you're not trying to hide anything. So when the facts do come out and when you see what is going on for what it is, You just tell the truth. And I'll never forget the day when Michael Jackson died. Mm. I had people calling me and it shocked me. They said, Bell, we're calling you because we know if you say that he died, then we know that he died Mm -hmm. because we're just not trusting the other media. We just can't we just can't believe it. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm watching CNN and MSNBC (laughs) and NBC, just like everyone else trying to figure out what's going on. But they were trusting me with that. Mm -hmm. But it spoke volume to me, realizing that people are trusting me with information. And when people trust you to tell the truth and when you think about the world that we're living in now, people want to have a relationship with people who can tell the truth, because often people will twist it. Yes. Look at social media. I'm looking at how social media has played mind games with people as people have gotten so caught up trying to be something that they're not trying to please people for a like or comment just so they can do whatever it is that they're trying to do. I'm like, be real to yourself. Mm -hmm. There's too many games out here, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. When do you find the time to back up to find out who you are and being true to yourself? If you can't be true to yourself, you can't be true to other people. And I, and I really pride myself on doing the best that I can to be honest and being truthful. Well, the thing I, I love about your whole presentation is that it's about branding. It's about marketing and, uh, and brand association. I remember when Steve, when I first started, I, first, I met Steve in 86 when I was a stand-up comic. I was headlining. He was my opening act. And then in 92, you know, uh, Def Comedy Jam came through town and he was headlining the show. They asked me to come down and do a set. And he would always say his name on stage. Steve Harvey said this. Well, Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey. He was constantly branding himself and name recognition. If you didn't know who was performing, he's going to tell you. So the Bell Report, when I see the Bell Report, that every time it's your last name, it's part of the branding process. Tell us how that came about. The whole magazine and also the Bell Report name. <laughs> <laughs> the Bell Report is it's such a gift from God and how it came into fruition. It's it's pretty uh years ago, 15, 16, 17 years ago now, my cousin Kevin was riding his motorcycle out mm-hmm. in Charlottesville. He had a motorcycle accident. His mom called and she said, Sheila, let the family know what's going on with Kevin. Because what happened with him, the motorcycle accident, he slid a tree branch limb went through his eye. His son was behind him, following him, and his 
son got involved in the same accident, but his son was not severely hurt. Mm-hmm. They met flight him to the University of Virginia mm-hmm. Hospital. And while all this is going on, I'm now keeping the family, the Bell family, aware of what's going on. So what I had to figure out, that's when the Internet was still pretty new. Right. And I had to figure out, OK, just put something on it. So I said, hey, hey this is the Bell report for the family. So right. I kept updating people what was going on because I was still doing news at that time of another radio station mm-hmm. at another TV station. Mm-hmm. I was updating people what was going on. And as he got better, I remember there was an event that was going on in the city. And I said, hey, by the way, Kevin, if you're feeling a little bit better, there's an event that we can go to. Right. And he said, hey, that's pretty cool. He got better. And then a couple of days later, I said, I found out there were two more things that's going on. So this went on for about a good week and a half. And somebody in the family sent that Bell report to somebody else and it started to float. And about two or three weeks later, I got an email from a friend of mine in the industry who said, hey, I understand that you're sending out a newsletter or something. Can you send out this event as well? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And here are 500 additional emails that you can also have and distribute this to as well. Wow. So a light bulb went off that made me think, all righty, I don't think they want to hear about my cousin. (laughs) Let me split these and keep the Bell Report for the Bell Report for the family and make the other one the Bell Report for everyone else. Right. And initially started with the split with the Bell Report. That stayed the way that that was. But Uh when it came for the Bell Report for the industry, I started to try to find information about what was going on. And what was interesting, we didn't have the type of websites with all the information that we have now. So I would drive from Richmond, Virginia to Washington, D.C. and pick up all the ethnic newspapers at Howard University to find out all the different (laughs) events that were going on. And I would have to call these people to find out. And then it became like a community calendar of all these different events Mm -hmm. that was going on. Mm -hmm. And them having reporting skills. Then you start to go to the different events and you start interviewing people and you start taking pictures. And before you know it, the Bell Report became two separate entities. And then I had family members who said, take me off the other Bell Report just keep me on the other family bell report uh-huh. and it just started to grow from there and it has been growing ever since and i think that we do well because we try to make sure that we're not sending out emails all day long mm-hmm. we do have the website but people want that email directly to their email front door mm-hmm. so we send it out late at night we send it out in the noon day at around 12 noon just mm-hmm. twice a day mm-hmm. but if you were to print it out it's maybe anywhere from 18 to 22 pages wow. of information that's going on in the gospel community from what's happening with the record labels the gospel artists the mm-hmm. conventions whatever's going on people call me send me stuff the publicists and what the beauty is about the bell report which is why now god gave this to me you have all this information out there people have websites mm-hmm. people are all over the place But how do people know how to get to your website? Mm-hmm. How do they know that if you if you're trying to publish it? Right. So right. I'm like, hey, the Bell Report goes to everybody, mm-hmm. and people have gotten so mentally lazy, if you will. Mm-hmm. Give me what I can get, and just send it to my email. Mm-hmm. So by sending it to the email, it's right there. Everything mm-hmm. that you need, everything that you want, and we also put links and other things in the reports if people want to go there. But the Bell Report has done really well. It's a blessing from God. He even told me how to make a couple coins from it, and when I'm pushing <laughs> it out. 
and it helps pay my bills. And I thank God for, you know, God gives you all the things that you need. Right. Mm-hmm. He gives you the talents that you need, but he's trusting you with what he has given you as well. Right. So I just try to make sure with the gifts that God has given me that I use them to help people. But I also make sure that I'm using them to the glory of God and letting God know every day that I wake up that he can trust me with what he's trying to bless me with. You're listening to Money Making Conversations with Rashawn McDonald. We'll be right back. Cars today are like a computer on wheels, but you can't fix any of these new features yourself. So when something breaks, it could cost you a fortune. And now is not the time for expensive repairs. That's why you need CarShield. CarShield has affordable protection plans that can save you thousands for a cover repair, including computers, GPS, electronics, and more. CarShield understands payment flexibility is a must. Plans are customizable and as low as $99 a month. No long-term contracts or commitment. Plus, you get to pick your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work and CarShield takes care of the rest. They also offer complimentary 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed. CarShield is America's number one auto protection company. For as low as $99 a month, you can protect yourself from surprises and save thousands. Call 1-800-CAR-6000 and mention code MONEY, M-O-N-E-Y, or visit carshield.com and use code MONEY, M-O-N-E-Y, to save 10%. That's carshield.com, code MONEY. A deductible may apply. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. You know, uh, this is a great story. Um, and you, you speak of God and he prepares you. Uh, in 2015, I'm going to share a story that's, that's going to be relatable to you. In 2015, I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. And um, and um, it, it, it really was a, a game changer for me mentally because I wasn't expecting that. In fact, I'd done my annual exam in December and with the dentist and my doctor and everything was good and it was I walked into the uh the for blood work and the, the the doctor who was doing the blood work said can I just touch your throat touch your neck you know just something that wasn't normal and then she said can I do a biopsy on this little this little lump right here and it, she did the biopsy it turned out to be th- uh, cancerous and I and I always tell people when somebody tells you the word cancer, I don't care where you're in life, it shuts you down mentally. I mean, death immediately takes upon your spirit. Uh, it's a, it's a, sen- a, a sense of, you know, they, they, I don't care how many times they can tell you, well, you know, the survival rate's good. It doesn't, it doesn't click with you at all. But when I, I didn't tell my family right away because I wanted to take all this in. And it was it was really when I realized that, you know, faith prepares you for an opportunity to ascend that a perspective on your life. And I would tell you this, Miss Bell, I, 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 I walked away with that situation when I finally told my family because I was very comfortable where my life was at at that point. Mm. And I'm still comfortable today. That wow. you know, you know, you look at your life. What have you accomplished? Are, are you a good person? Have you done things unselfishly in life? Have you enabled other people to achieve? Have you reached your goals? Are you achieving your goals? Are you living the life that you want to live? And I, I, I was just checking off all these boxes, and I mm. went, you know, I wasn't ready to check out, but if I was going to check out, wow. I was comfortable with the process. And that's uh, where I'm at with my life. And I try to tell everybody, you know, don't hold off any opportunity or a dream possibility. And so when I read about you being diagnosed in 2016, I want you to share your experience on my show because I try to be very honest with you. I mean, this is my experience, but everybody has a different experience because it's so impactful. I lost my sister 
to breast cancer. So I know what it can do to you and how it can devastate a family and take away somebody you love the most. But it happened to me and I, and, and I was able to deal with it professionally because that's what it was. It was a professional moment for me to be able wow. to deal with it because I put my life in perspective and I've never ever gotten up saying what I could not do I just tried to do it and I tried to do it at 100%. And that's my story and that's my life. And that's why I live it every day. And that's why I created this money making conversation platform so I can talk to amazing people like you because your story is inspirational. More importantly, you get to share it on the platform that thousands of people can hear. Your turn. Wow. <laughs> it's well, like you said, it's amazing when you get diagnosed or something like that, you are never prepared for it. Mm -hmm. And when I initially got that test and they, uh, it, let me even back up. When I was at the radio station, they mm -hmm. were talking about having a health fair. And someone said, you know, they're going to be doing mammograms there. And I had not had one. Mm -hmm. Had not. <laughs> right. But when I was invited to go, I knew when I went, my life was going to change. I just I just knew it. Mm -hmm. And I went that Saturday. I walked up those three steps. There was a young lady sitting in that little lobby area of a I call it the mammogram mobile. Mm -hmm. because it was a mobile that was there. Mm -hmm. There was a young lady sitting there. And when I walked in, I looked at her, I said, my life will never be the same. And she just looked at me and tilted her head. Mm -hmm. They called me back. They did three or four images. They mm -hmm. said, we'll call you if there's something wrong. Mm -hmm. Wednesday, they called. They said, we found some crystallization. Mm -hmm. And I had to go to the hospital to further that. I went to the University of Virginia, which is where I got everything originally done, mm -hmm. because I didn't want to really deal with it here where I am in Richmond. When I got there and uh, they started taking images, I think by the time they were on image number 12 or 13, mm -hmm. it started to get real. Mm -hmm. I said, OK. And I started to get some emotions there. Mm -hmm. Then they wanted to take a biopsy. And when they took the biopsy and the doctor looked at some things and I said, do we have a problem? He says, we have a problem. Mm -hmm. So we got through that. And when I got through that and I went outside, that was that one moment when I had to sit down and get myself together. I had to process it and to mentally figure out what I'm going to do and to mentally make some decisions. How are you going to handle this? Are you going to fall apart? Are you going to be strong? Yes. It's not about why is that God's trusting you with this assignment. Yes. So let's handle this. Your mother passed away from bone cancer, handle it. You are here. And after I got through that, it was sort of like, it was sort of like saying game on, mm -hmm. let's do this. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. the mindset that I took. And I was supposed to have six uh, chemotherapy treatments. I was supposed to um, do the whole nine. But what was so interesting, when you are in a position like that, the first thing you start figuring out is, okay, I got to figure out how to handle this. But then when you, meet to, when you meet with the doctor, you really don't know what to ask. You right. don't know what to do. You right. don't know how to feel. You don't know what direction to go in because you've never been in this uncharted territory before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're now dependent on this doctor to give you the best advice possible, mm -hmm. what you should do, how you should handle it, what treatment you should take. Mm -hmm. So what they were telling me after I started digging, because I don't mind digging and getting research, but right. what this doctor told me, um, I didn't agree with. Mm -hmm. And they were telling me that I needed to have surgery first and I needed to do this and that and 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 I'm like, wait, I'm like, but if, if you have surgery first and you you do have a large I had an eight, uh, an eight centimeter uh, tumor. Mm -hmm. I said, why don't we do the chemo first to shrink it? Mm 
Mm-hmm. And then do the surgery to remove it. Mm-hmm. But then they didn't give me all the options. They were telling me that I could have both of my breasts removed. Mm. And it was really a mess. Mm-hmm. So after I initially got a port in, mm-hmm. and then I had my first chemotherapy treatment, uh, that went pretty well. Mm-hmm. Two weeks into the first chemo treatment, and I was finding out some tightness in my chest, and then the port got infected. And after the port got infected and I was calling the hospital in UVA and I'm in Richmond, they were saying, well, you need to get to the emergency room. And then when I got to the emergency room, then we found out that the port was infected, I had a wound infection, I had a blood infection, and they had to take the port out. Mm. Then I was admitted to the hospital. Then I had Mercer. Mm-hmm. Then I got out of the hospital about a week and a half later that I was on Vicomar- Vicomar- uh, Vinca, whatever that drug is, mm-hmm. for about 21 days. Mm-hmm. Then after that got cleared up, I went back to treatment for my chemo, which was treatment number two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Treatment number three was a little rough mm-hmm. because by this time I was going through losing weight. I was down 85 pounds. The hair was gone. I was also in the middle of pulling together an event at my church called The Gift. And that gift helped me to propel and push through what I was going through. The Gift was a program that I put together that was going to be helping out people who were caregivers and people who were also dealing with cancer. But that gave me that fight and that gave me something to focus on. Right. After that third treatment, though, it was just rough, mm-hmm. but I made it through. <laughs> and then we went to the fourth treatment. Mm-hmm. At the fourth treatment, I asked them, the doctor, I said, do you think you that we might be able to wrap this up at treatment number five. She said, well, <laughs> let's see. Now, at this time, remember, they took the port out. Right. So right. when I left the hospital this time, I now had a pick in my arm. Mm-hmm. So the pick is what's getting the chemotherapy treatment for the second treatment, the third treatment, and the fourth treatment. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking on the fifth treatment, hey, 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 we're done. We're going to wrap this up. When I get there for the fifth treatment, they can't get a return on the blood. Mm. They're trying to get a return on the blood. Mm-hmm. And then they said, we're going to have to take the pick out. Mm-hmm. Mm. When this happens, this is when you have to go back and, and have a little talk with Jesus mm-hmm. and praying that he will make everything all right. Mm-hmm. And I had to trust my faith to get me through this moment mm-hmm. because at this moment, they call my doctors back downstairs. And as much of a fighter as I am, and the doctors realized I was trying to hold onto this pick line mm-hmm. because they already took the port out. Mm-hmm. So if you took the port out and I'm thinking if you take the pick out, what are we going to do next? Because we have either one more or two more treatments left. Right. Right. So they're looking at me. I'm looking at them. And it was this moment of silence because I had to get it in my head. Mm-hmm. And I said, go ahead and take the pick out. Mm-hmm. Take the pick out. But it was on the third time that I meant it Mm -hmm. and I trusted God. Mm -hmm. And I said, take the pick out. Mm -hmm. And they took the pick out. They sent me to the emergency room. They wrapped my arm up. Mm -hmm. I went home. Mm -hmm. I got dressed for my event, the gift, Mm -hmm. at my church with seats over 3,000 people. Mm -hmm. I got there that evening. I could barely walk. I have a black shawl wrapped around my arm. The mm-hmm. stuff in my arm is gradually oozing out and crystallizing. Mm-hmm. I've got two cousins looking after me. Mm-hmm. When I walk on the pulpit that evening that I'm so-called co-hosting, barely can walk, a good chunk of my church was there who did not know that I was going through all of this. Mm-hmm. They have seen me 
MC many of concerts, host, radio, TV, the whole nine. But when I walked on that platform, there was silence. There was, you could hear people gasping. Mm -hmm. You could hear people in shock. And I saw people cry. Mm. And I think because I had not had a chance to be in church about two or three months, I was emotional. But we got through it. Mm-hmm. That was that Saturday. It was a great program. Ja'Kalen Carr was my special guest. She came beautiful. up with her dad. And Absolutely. It was just a beautiful thing. That little, People what, were honored. We gave them awards. That's a, a then grown after, woman. It, with 15 years ago. She's, I don't know she's older than that, but Ja'Kalen Right. Carr. She's like 23, <laughs> 20. It's crazy. And, and she's dating a football player now, <laughs> oh, right? That's crazy. That's her personal business. Sorry. But, right. So she's there. It's just an amazing moment. We finished with the program. Mm-hmm. Sunday comes. Monday comes. I'm going back to get this pick line in and we've realized that okay this isn't going to happen let's wait and see what the mri does Mm -hmm. so we finally get clearance on the mri we walked down to to the office and it was a fireplace there i said i'm gonna take this picture believe in god is going to heal me Mm -hmm. so we walk through we go to the back i'm about to get this mri done the nurse she comes over to me she says would you mind if i pray for you i Uh said come on somebody Thank you. <laughs> she she prays for me. I walk back. I'm laying down on this table. This is on Monday or Tuesday. We're waiting for the phone call to come back. The lady finally calls. Carol calls me on a Wednesday morning. I missed the call. I have to call her back. I said, Carol, she said, Sheila, we got the results. And her voice dropped. I'm still trusting God. And she says, hey, I want you to know that we didn't find any cancer. All the cancer is gone. So you have a great Christmas and you enjoy yourself. So I thank God for that miracle. That's what I thought right there. Because I remember (laughs) when the doctor told me, the doctor told me, he said, you know, because we always have the fear of it coming back. But the doctor came in my room. He went, you're cancer free. Then he just walked out. I went, what did he just say? Did he say? He just walked out. You're right. You know, he just said, you, you're good. You're cancer free. He just walked out. I went, did he just say cancer free? Did he say I'm cool? I'm clear? I I, I just went, I got to confirm this again. I, I ran up and down his all and I just saw him. I went to, what did you just say? Okay, because you just casually said that I was cancer free. Yeah, you, you're good. You're good. You're good. I went. Thank you, but I'm just let you know now. You can't say something like that casually. Yeah, <laughs> that's so, your life. That's, you know what I'm saying? And so, but people don't value. They just give you information and think it's trivial, but they don't know the emotional uh, uh, journey that you're on because this is life and death information that is being given to you. So I know when you was given that information, it's like. Oh my God! This is this. Is this real? Is it true? You said you start doubting yourself. You start contradicting the information, and then you have to process it as being real. So it was I, a moment when they said waiting to exhale. Right. You finally get to <laughs> exhale at that moment, and I did. And it's just amazing how you feel after that, yes. and you have time to heal. And yes. even I had to have radiation. Yeah. And you know, people have really bad side effects of radiation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I found a friend who knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody <laughs> who was making this cream up in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, I'll take two jars of it. They said, put it on there before the treatment starts. Mm-hmm. And I did that. I got less than a sun, less than a sunburn wow. of a burnt on wow. me from 33 rounds of radiation. Less. 
Congratulations. That was it. Congratulations. I thank God for it. God was with me through this whole situation. And it's amazing when you were talking about when you had to tell your family members. Mm -hmm. I remember I told my niece and my nephew and I thought that I was going to fix it up. I said, hey, I got a little something that's going on. Uh -huh. But the doctor said I'm going to be OK. I'm thinking I'm doing a good job because I'm uh -huh. telling them the good thing. Right. And I tried to backtrack. And before I knew it, I could hear tears. Mm -hmm. So and then I heard the breakdown. So after the niece and the nephew and the brother and the sister, I didn't tell anybody else because it was too much. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when family members are hearing, they're like, not you, not you, Sheila Bell. Not, right. No. Mm -hmm. and it's like people just couldn't comprehend or would not accept it. Mm -hmm. And my sister, she wouldn't accept it. She just, mm -hmm. she just wouldn't accept it. And I think we were thinking about my mom, but I just think about what you were talking about. Sometimes when you go through something, you become more concerned about the family members than taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And you have to take care of yourself. Absolutely. So to go through that, the surgery and the radiation and um, all that I went through, I just thank God that I'm, I'm okay. It's, well, it's just amazing well, you, to be you're, here you're and to have okay. a testimony to share and give God all the glory for it. You're more than okay. Sheila, I want to thank you for coming on my show. Can we do this once a quarter? Can we have a... Can I would we love to. I love your energy. I love your smile. I love your personality. <laughs> I love how you just make this such a comfortable atmosphere just to share and to be transparent and to also prayerfully helping other people who may be going through some of the similar Absolutely. things that Absolutely. we have gone through. I'll tell you, you're, I'm a fan of yours. I wanted to get you on the show once a quarter. We're going to have a little emotional praise because people need it. I bring in my girl, Yolanda Adams, on the show You know, at least three times a year. She's like my mentor, she, she she checks me, keeps me focused. She keeps it a clear understanding. And I have to treat you like another sister because you are my sister uh, from Richmond. She's my sister from Houston where I was born and raised. So, Bell Report, I'm in your report once a month. I'm in your life every day because we are <laughs> sisters and brothers of a life. Thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation, okay? Thank you so much for having me. Have a uh, great one and God bless you real good. Thank you. I appreciate you. This report is brought to you by Humana. If you're a veteran on Medicare, there are Medicare Advantage plans that complement the coverage you get through the VA. Ed Sandrick is director of Humana's Veterans Channel. How does a Medicare Advantage plan work with VA benefits? A Medicare Advantage plan can complement uh, the health care services and benefits that a veteran gets at the, through the VA. The Medicare Advantage plans that Humana offers, particularly the Humana Honor Medicare Advantage plan, which was designed with veterans in mind who use the VA, works side by side. As I said, it, it kind of complements the VA health care. An individual can go to the VA for the services that he or she wants or needs at the VA and is eligible for, and also can use the uh, Medicare Advantage network uh, as well, side by side. They don't uh, interrupt one another. Um, there are some myths and misconceptions among the veteran community that it, they may jeopardize their VA health care should they use original Medicare or Medicare Advantage. That's just not the case. For more information, visit Humana.com slash Medicare. Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald, the host of Money Making Conversation. The Cafe Mocha Swag Award is a celebration of black men who are making a difference in our community by empowering others to reach their life goals. From civic leaders, businessmen, activists, celebrities, and everyday dads, the Cafe Mocha Swag Award winner this week is Prince Donnell. He is one of the visionaries behind Jumping Jack Taxes. He wants to make entrepreneurship possible, creating generational wealth by serving the communities we come from and providing access to financial literacy. Prince Darnell's goal is to take a piece of this billion dollar tax industry and push the profits back into our community.
It's not about taxes. It's not about what industry that you go into, but it's about all of us pulling our dollars together to achieve a common goal. Now I'm going to be able to go to each and every one of them because they understand group economics and sharing and say, hey, there's this, there's this block that has all of these abandoned buildings. How about all of our partners? Let's all of us put our money together and let's all buy that block together and we all have a piece of that ownership. The Cafe Mocha Swag Award represents men who have strength, whose wisdom is assertive, and who is genuine in their spirit. My next guest was Chef Tanya. She is the executive chef and owner of the internationally renowned and beloved Brown Sugar Kitchen restaurant located in Oakland, California. She's the author of the Brown Sugar Kitchen Cookbook and New Soul Cooking. Chef Tanya competed on the 15th season of Top Chef on Bravo, Bravo excuse me, featured judge on the Food Network's Iron Chef, PBS, The Great American Chef's Tour, and TV One's My Mama's Throws Down. I love that title. She now owns her own show on the own network that airs every Saturday. Tanya's Kitchen Table showcases the beauty of cooking local while thinking global, which features new spins on class classic dishes and tips on how to cook like a pro. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation for the very first time, Chef Tanya. How you doing? Great. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Well, it's always good to talk to somebody about food. Okay. <laughs> and uh, you're one of the best at it. But uh, before I get started there, let's talk about you being on these the competition show, that mentality of being able to go in there and be able to not only be a contestant at times, but also judging. What's the mentality tied to all that? Because you have to be good at what you do and you have to be spontaneous and creative. Yeah, I think it's um, it's all about preparation and, mm -hmm. you know, the work you've done in your career along the way and knowing what is a standard of excellence. Mm -hmm. uh, that could be taste, presentation, um, anything. And, you know, just to stay focused. I've always had a strong focus as I've been working and just noticing mm -hmm. not only what I'm doing in my business, but what others are doing, my colleagues across the country, across the world. And, you know, I've, I've published, I've read a bunch. So um, I'm now trusted as <laughs> an expert in my field. So that's really, you know, it's a great thing. Well, the, uh, you not only trusted, you wanted the best. So let's go and put the word best and trusted because of the fact that you have <laughs> a show you. that's on the own network that airs every Saturday, you know, Tanya's Kitchen Table. Tell us about that show. Yeah, the show has been something that I've envisioned for well over a decade um, right. since I had my show on the Food Network, Melting Pot, in mm -hmm. early 2000s. I've been wanting to get back on, have my own show, something that would really highlight my personality and my style mm -hmm. um, that I could shape um, and not be pigeonholed by a production company or mm -hmm. producer. And this really happened here. So I'm really pleased with it. Uh, I start off this season with a lot of my, you know, my standards, right. my greatest hits as mm -hmm. far as recipes. Mm -hmm. But I'm able to tell a story of how I got to them, in, including my family background. I bring some friends in at the end of each uh, show and, and break bread with them and mm -hmm. share experiences and stories. And that's really what I love. I love hospitality and I love the opportunity to... Uh, teach people how to cook good food, you know, that's healthy, that's simple, 
and um, they taste delicious. Well, you know, I, I watch the show, and some of your friends bring in there. They, they they look like they're hungry when they come into the kitchen. <laughs> you know, of they, course, they, you know, they, look, <laughs> they, they, they look like you're not cooking fast enough. Or give, give me that sample ready plate already. So exactly. it's an enjoyable perspective. Exactly. And I, I love the fact that you're talking about Rashawn. I don't want to just be on TV. I want to be on TV. Talk about my brand. Talk about my perspective, my point of view. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my favorite shows on Netflix is called The Chef Table. When they did Roger yeah. Scott, oh. Just a beautiful, eloquent. It's, it's a beautifully produced uh, show for you know, sure. And so when I watch this show, you, yeah. you know, I'm glad you've, you've seen it. And Rodney's been on my show, and I'm a big fan of his. I have a lot of chefs mm-hmm. that come on my show, and because they know I recognize their story and want to let them tell their stories, you know, because mm-hmm. you know, you know, I just I had Chef Eduardo Jordan, one of my good friends. Yeah, uh, I know and, him. And uh, you know, and we were talking about black chefs, you know, because you know, f- from black chef to ownership. You know, that's another thing, because a lot of times, you know, the history is that we're just good cooks, good maids, clean up people, get waitresses. But then not being recognized as owners, which you are an owner and not and now and not being recognized as top flight international chef, because sometimes we're just pigeonholed Mm -hmm. as the, you know, the mom pop chef back there with with the the sweet potato cornbread and all that good stuff. What have you done as far as your brand as what you've done? I'm not saying you're out there trying to change the world. But you are trying to deliver your personality, and that, and this is what you do and what you can do. Yeah, and then, and actually, I am trying to change the world. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, I'm gonna I help have, you. I'm gonna help you. <laughs> great. One thing that, um, and that's something I've aspired to do for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, I have it written down from a diary when I was um, uh, probably, you know, a young teenager. I said, I don't know what I want to do, whatever. It is, I want either to be famous or to change the world. (laughs) So I'm hoping to, you know, make some change and impact. Um, I've just been voted onto the board of trustees of the James Beard Foundation, which, you know, is the organization that really recognizes restaurant awards. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be chairing all the awards. So, you know, I will be definitely looking to make sure that these opportunities are now diverse and equitable and inclusive. And that's exciting. I've also done a lot of culinary diplomacy work with the U.S. State Department, traveling around mm-hmm. the world, representing uh, the United States, but also introducing uh, soul food to different cultures mm-hmm. in uh, Kazakhstan and Mexico and Hong Kong mm-hmm. and Singapore. I've gone to so far. I was supposed to go to Japan and Taiwan this year, but Hopefully it can go towards the end of 2021 or 2022. Um, and I'm just passionate about that. I think, you know, food brings people together. It it just really demonstrates our common denominators. Right. Um, and it's just, it's, you know, it's empowering. Everybody should be fed. Everybody should know, <laughs> should learn how to cook at least one or two dishes mm-hmm. for survival. Um and I'm just trying to grow my brand in you know the hospitality field, right. working on my next cookbook, hopefully continue to do the show and um, open the restaurant again when we uh, have the restrictions, you know, because um, California has yeah, really, really one of the, really been a state that's really been locking down uh, uh, yeah. the ability for restaurants to exist or even to work. Now, let's talk yeah. about uh, you mentioned the word soul food. And um, I'm from Houston, Texas, born and raised. And so I'm a Southern boy. So what is soul food to you? Because you talked about it. And because my version of soul food is I, I tend to see has been shifted into you see it in buffets and things like that. But when you but other people say, no, that's not soul food, Rashawn. So what is soul food when you're talking about soul food? 
Well, I think anywhere you find uh, African-Americans in this country, it's, you know, it's rooted in the South, Mm -hmm. uh, the cuisine Mm -hmm. created by Mm -hmm. the enslaved people. I mean, Mm -hmm. the first fusion cuisine, really the first American cuisine, (coughs) excuse me. Um, And then, you know, black folks migrated to the Northeast, to the Mm -hmm. Northwest, Mm -hmm. to Chicago, Midwest. you're from Houston, Texas. My mom's from Shreveport, Louisiana. My dad's from Virginia. Their soul foods are different, but it's going to be based on, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of the cuisine that our ancestors uh, mm-hmm. created with the ingredients they found here, the ingredients mm-hmm. they brought and what they were given, you know, um, really humble cuisine. But then, you know, myself, Eduardo, Mashma, we're taking it to the next level oh, by yeah. bringing in our, mm-hmm. you know, more refined techniques. Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying to bring in sustainability and organic products mm-hmm. and really bring the cuisine into the next century. It still represents us and our heritage, um, which is so rich, you know, in the African dis- diaspora, if you expand it to West Africa, Absolutely. North mm-hmm. Africa, mm-hmm. Uh, the Caribbean, we have so much to work with and we've given um, so much to this world in terms of flavor and food ways and, if it's up to me, I'm just going to make sure that we keep getting more credit for that because it's okay. it's really important. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, uh, my parents were born in Shreveport, Bossier City, oh, Louisiana. So I just oh. want to let you know we have a little little roots there together. We 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 are very familiar with that part of the country. Uh, like I said, my mom and dad were born in Shreveport, uh, basically Bossier, Louisiana, which you know is like outside. Yeah, I know of, uh, exactly where that is. Absolutely. Yeah. Now let's talk about uh, your show. We, we kind of mentioned a little bit Tanya's Kitchen Table and basically you know the classic dishes tips on how to cook like a pro, but also t- a spin. And uh, one of the spins you did on the famous Creole dirty rice, you know, uh, which yeah. I love. Oh, dirty rice. I've never cooked it, I'll be honest with you. But you have two versions of it. You have one with meat and you have a vegan version. The version yeah, I saw I have, on TV yeah. was the vegan version. Talk to us about that. Well, I have a, a classic, like you said, with sausage and the chicken livers. Oh, come on, girl. Come on. Come on. Come on, T. Come on, T. Come on, T. Stop. That's Stop. My, <laughs> that's my personal favorite, too. But especially living in California and, you know, it's 2020 now, but when I opened in 2008, a lot of vegetarians, a lot of vegans in the community, and I just wanted to take care of them. And mm-hmm. um, I love cooking fresh vegetables, so it's really the Creole spice is in there. The Worcester sauce is in there, yes. but it's more vegetable forward. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a favorite. People love it. And you throw the spinach in there, right? The baby spinach is yeah, in there. Yeah, baby spinach at the mm-hmm. end for just some extra freshness. And, it's, and it looks fantastic. First of all, it looks very easy to do. Of course, you know, you got to do a lot of chopping the green onions and the yeah, peppers. And, yeah. you know, it's a little work in there, browning it out and together. stuff. So, you know, but you made it look easy for me. I, I saw it one time and I remember it. So that's a, that's a talent because, you know, sometimes you watch these recipes, you go, you get lost in the process. And now when yeah. I follow you, I go, OK, cool. That's really quick because, you know, you you have the ability to talk and and uh, and demonstrate at the same time. A lot of people can't do that. They'll stop and they mix and they stop because your ability to talk and demonstrate at the same time. It makes the process so much easier to understand and gives credibility that I can do it, too. Thank you. 
Thank I'm you. glad you feel that way. Yeah, I got you. I, I got you. Now, now, one thing that my wife for her birthday, I made her. I I, I grilled some salmon. You know, I didn't realize mm-hmm. how easy it was to do salmon. Some, you know, some some uh, sea salt and some lemon and some yeah. of the parsley. And she she thought I did the best thing in the world. And I and I took a bow for that. Okay. Now you do you do uh, something with collard greens and Creole mustard sauce. And uh, talk to us about that and just tell you how you just do these different spins on your show that makes your show that airs every Saturday on the OWN Network. And it, it's really fantastic. I just want you to know. I know we short on time, but before we, I want to make sure you understood. I I really respect what you. You do and i admire your oh, skill set thank you. okay tell us about thank that salmon and those collard well, greens we're short today but i'll have to come back okay. um yeah so i took the salmon uh the collard green leaf uh-huh. and blanched it so you put it in boiling water till it softens and you put in ice water so that it stops the cooking process but right. it's very malleable it also helps it stay green uh-huh. and i took that and i wrapped the salmon fillet that i seasoned with some salt and some olive oil and some thyme fresh thyme and wrapped it, and then I steam it uh, in a steam basket all together in, uh, until the salmon is cooked. Prob- I like to cook it medium. So it's how, still how long, when you say steam it, how long is that steam? Was it 20 minutes, 30 minutes? No, probably it's between 15 and 20, depending wow. on the weight of the salmon okay. fillet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but, but you wrap uh, it in <laughs> that. The, 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 you, like, say so you put, uh, I saw what you did. You the collard the, green around the outside. Yeah, like a put, little envelope. And then what, what, when does the sauce come into play? The Creole mustard sauce. So the sauce is on the side, and I make it in the blender. It's um, Creole mustard with mustard seeds and um, egg yolks. It's it's a delicious, easy, easy sauce. It has some spice in it. Really good. Well, first of all, I will be doing that menu. When I saw the whole, first of all, I love collard greens. Let me just tell you that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's why I know you got to come back because we really got to get dig deep into this conversation because. Yeah, I'd that, love to. I'd love to talk to you more about it and sort of my philosophy behind yes. you yes. know how I cook and. Um, well, because it's, it's, it's natural, and plus we got some southern roots and some kinship down here right. in Louisiana that's that right. we need to connect again on, and you know I just finished the call with Eduardo recently, and he was talking about chitlin. So we got to get down to that chitlin conversation because I know you know about that now. I know you <laughs> oh, know about that. And so, but I uh, thank you. I, I want to tell everybody your show airs every Saturday on the OWN Network. Please don't miss it until December 26th, every Saturday, and it's Tanya's Kitchen Table. It showcases the beauty of cooking local while thinking global. Thank you for coming on my Thank show. Thank you so and much. Good luck, Thank okay? We talk me. soon, okay? Please. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. If you want to hear more interviews of Money Making Conversation, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. And if you want to subscribe, please go to my YouTube channel. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host. You're listening to Money Making Conversations with Rashawn McDonald. We'll be right back. Cars today are like a computer on wheels, but you can't fix any of these new features yourself. So when something breaks, it could cost you a fortune. And now is not the time for expensive repairs. That's why you need CarShield. CarShield has affordable protection plans that can save you thousands for a covered repair, including computers, GPS, electronics, and more. CarShield understands payment flexibility is a must. Plans are customizable and as low as $99 a month. No long-term contract contracts or commitment. Plus, you get to pick your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work and CarShield takes care of the rest. They also offer complimentary 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed. CarShield is America's number one auto protection company. For as low as $99 a month, you can protect yourself from surprises and save thousands. Call 1-800-CAR-6000 and mention code MONEY, M-O-N-E-Y, or visit carshield.com and use code MONEY, M-O-N-E-Y, to save 10%. 
That's carshield.com, code money. A deductible may apply. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. My next guest is Sasha Stewart. Her passion for fashion started as a little girl when she spent hours on end in fabric stores with a fashion designer mom. While pursuing her degree in college, she would sell her designer items on eBay to pay her way through college. After college, she began a career as a licensed uh, respiratory therapist. And despite job security, she pivoted into full-time entrepreneurship. Believe me, that job right there will always have uh, employment available to it. She's currently the CEO of Vault by Shopper. Sasha. She is currently the CEO of The Vault by Sasha. The Vault by Sasha offers a variety of limited items, rare and eclectic pieces, including swimwear, tops, bottoms, and accessories to turn heads. You know what that means, guys and ladies, and make a statement at your next event. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation. She's ready. She's based in Atlanta. Sasha Stewart. Hey, Sasha. Hi. <laughs> Had a lot to say there. I I'm thank fumble, you for I'm, for some reason, me. I fumble mouth today, and I apologize on your intro. But the CEO of the Vault, of the Vault by Sasha, tell us about yes. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for having me. It's mm-hmm. lovely. Well, to you think you're the See, you know, two days ago, I read about you in the Rolling Out magazine article and video. So you've been doing your, you've been doing like a media run. Uh, I, I have. Oh my goodness, it's been a a ride. I mean, it's just so good to be recognized right. and, you know, for doing just something that I love to do, right. you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's been very wonderful. Um, um, my, my, my loyal customer base is just like, Oh my gosh, I'm so proud of you. Cause they see the growth from, you know, me starting out into now. Okay, let's start about because we don't know, Sasha. And I'm not saying that negative because you know, sometimes people, they jump to the end of their story. You have such a great story. Like I said, some in your credits, your mom was a fashion designer. Talk about yeah. your mom and her influence that led you to who you are today because technically you went into the medical field. You felt that was going to be your life, 40 hours a week yeah. taking care of people. But you pivoted yeah. out of that. So let's talk about your mom's influence, then going to medical school. And while in medical school, I shouldn't say medical school, went to college and got your degree as a therapist. And talk about that whole experience with your mom leading to that. Yes, absolutely. So my mom is a huge influence on why I decided to go with entrepreneurship. She was a fashion designer and she she loved it. She right. loved it. But I think for me, she wanted the stability, you know. So she, you know, encouraged me to go to school and, you know, get a degree and things like that. Mm-hmm. So but as a kid, I it was already ingrained in me, <laughs> you know, all of these. <laughs> fabulous you know fabrics and silhouettes and things so i'm just like i loved it and even in high school i was voted best dressed i was you know in the fashion club we did fashion shows and things like that so that was just a part of my outlet like my creative outlet and and we just had fun doing it so um as a child she would create um, wedding dresses, prom dresses, wow. special occasions. She even made her own wedding dress. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's all the creativity and everything has always been there. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, growing up, she's like, you know, always encouraging me to go to school, which is good. And she's at, now she's a nurse. She's an ICU nurse as well. So I was kind of following her footsteps. Mm-hmm. Um, my grand, both of my grandmothers are also nurses as well. Wow. So, um, you know, they just like the stability for me just in case, because, you know, 
being an entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur is, is hard, you know, and you don't have that stability. And that's actually what drives me. So when I was in college and I would want extra money to do things, you know, other than pay tuition and things. So I would sell my stuff on eBay mm-hmm. and, um, I, like anytime I needed to get extra money and I didn't necessarily want to work an extra shift, mm-hmm. I would sell stuff and, you know, model it and, you know, set it up on my little, I had like this area <laughs> with, you know, good lighting and I would, you know, take all kinds of pictures and stuff. Mm-hmm. So then that. So what, what were you really selling? Like, like, like t-shirts or tie hats? Uh, no, what were you selling be, in college? Was, I was such a like i'm like such a a fashion person that i would like stock sales Uh so if it was a sale going on i would get something on sale and then get extra coupons and things on it if it was like a super cool item or if it was a really popular item i would get those and then you know er, since it's limited people would want it you know so then i would have it so I would have those limited edition pieces and know how highly coveted they were. And people was just like, you know, knocking down my door, like, oh, my gosh, I need this. Do you have this in another size? Can you get more? So <laughs> I knew at that time that this could be a business for me, you know, but I was still a little bit nervous to do that. So I still kept going to school and everything. But, right. you know. Uh, with the you know in the weekends and when i didn't have school i mean when i didn't have school when i didn't have work i was just ready to take off the scrubs and put on something cute and people would always ask me oh well where'd you get that from the same how they would you know be on ebay because you said stuff that that was really important about your grandmother and your mom they were they are, your mom is currently a nurse, you know, and your grandmother yes. was a nurse, and then you went into a, a medical aligned field as a therapist. Okay, yes. so and I know they're dealing with COVID. Uh, well, you are. Oh, uh, tell us about your experience and their experience in dealing with COVID and the reality, because you know that's a that's a, a, a portion of this country don't take COVID very seriously and don't take mask wearing very seriously. Yes, talk to us about is, that. It is very important. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm very involved still with my um, I'm still licensed as a respiratory therapist. I haven't given that up, Um, (laughs) but, you know, my mom being a nurse, she deals with it every day. You know, Mm -hmm. she's she luckily, thank God she's been safe throughout it because Mm -hmm. she is very, very careful. But she wears a mask. She wears a mask every day at work all day. It's not, you know, taking it off and putting it back on because. You know, it still does linger in the air and you may get a whiff of it as soon as you take your mask off, you know, especially mm-hmm. in a hospital setting. Right. So mm-hmm. every day she's exposed to, to that. And it, and it concerns me, but I do know that she's, you know, really safe. Um, but, yeah, a lot of her co-workers have gotten it. It's real. I've 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 had, you know, people that I know got it. And, you know, it, I keep seeing all these different, you know, Instagram um, people and um, you know, even people in the news right. that's catching it. It's it's real. Yeah. And you have to be diligent to not get it. Now this was something I wanted to interest in in your conversation. I try to listen when people are talking. You were talking with your mom, she was a fashion designer, and now she's a nurse. And then mm-hmm. will you say how how would you say the importance of social media has enabled you to pivot out of being in the medical field into the fashion design field and be successful. How important is your social media? 
Um, social media is is huge because that is one of the biggest outlets out there to mm-hmm. get anything that you mm-hmm. want to do. Like, but Instagram, um, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, um, you know, Facebook. Any all of these social media is is very important to your business if Mm -hmm. you ask me because a lot of times that's where people just you know scroll and and you know they'll just they'll just find you you know i'm not sure how these people find me sometimes because i i I post like well well, they share your post they like your post i go to your i've i've I've, I've went and saw saw your your feed line and first of all Mm -hmm. you're dynamic you're you're very attractive and and your clothes you know they're not for everybody and that's a positive statement they're daring you know what i'm saying that's you know, right. Because so, everything is not going to be for everybody. Right, but right, right. This, if this, you're willing to, you know, take a risk <laughs> and and well, get out let's, your let's, comfort zone let's, because let's, let's, the ball let's, let's, is not a comfort zone. Let's back up. This is not this is not risque clothes. I'm just wanting to say. No, 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 no. This is this is not church clothes either. Not church clothes either. But but this is like you know if you if you are a fashion conference, you want to see something unique, eclectic, like the word I messed up in your intro, eclectic, different, and shows your shapes, your your body. And you're mm-hmm. not afraid to show and 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 show people that you feel good about yourself, that you feel you look good, and you willing mm-hmm. to let everybody know when you walk in the room, you want to take control of the room. Well, she got the pieces for you, okay? Exactly. And I have a lot of oversized things, and that was also mm-hmm. what I think attracted people to my store because I have so many oversized items. Like even like something right now that I have on. This is actually like two sweaters in one. So it's like. One, you see, one side is a poncho, so I could decide to put the other top on top of here. So just like things like that, that's really unique that you can kind of switch up and, and you know have fun with. So, so you made that outfit you know, right like there. One sleeve poncho, and then it's a shirt underneath. So it's cool. that's pretty sweet. You know, things like that. I was trying to figure out what was going on. That's what's going on. I, I see, a, <laughs> I see it's full white on the right, and I see this uh, odd color here. I see this, she has exactly. like a great, she has yes, a white, it's, a, exactly. it's a beautiful it's, knitted it's, type design with three white buttons in, in the middle, and it's like a short top. <laughs> Okay, and it yep. says one sleeve like a poncho to the right. It almost feels like you know a bullfighter. If I was say, if I was say what she would look like, she's like <laughs> yeah, a bullfighter. You know what, what you mean with the with the poncho part? Right, yeah, like a one sleeve poncho. When the bullfighter comes by, you'll be able to wave, but it's not that high. It's cut off at, the, at her waistline. It's really yes, slick. Yes, that's pretty Thank high. You. Good. Thank I'm, you. I'm glad you like my description. You know, you go. What's yeah, you about? did great. Yeah. <laughs> you did great. You so can help me while I'm uploading. Oh, so, so we're going to do an online fashion show, Sasha. <laughs> gonna, and, and the host uh, uh, for uh, Sasha, the vault. So this is the vault, okay? With Rashawn McDonald. You know, he he going to stumble a little bit, but he all good, okay? Because all good. He won't get you straight. Let me just straighten it out right now. The vault by Sasha offers a variety of limited editions, rare and eclectic yes. pieces, including swimwear. Wear, tops, bottoms, and accessories to turn heads. We already said that, and make a statement as your next event. When your next event could be a pool party, your next event could be walking into a club, and don't arrive on time. You want to arrive that late when it's packed. When you walk in, people will go, ooh, wait. They're going to take uh-huh. photos of you. They're going to post you on social Better media. You're going to be. <laughs> You're going to be the one. Now, that's really, you know, I, 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 you have to be confident. These are clothes for a confident person, correct? Yes. Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> uh-huh. And the thing is, 
even if you're not that confident uh-huh. and you wear these items and then you get all these compliments uh-huh. and then you're going to be like, wow, oh my gosh, like maybe I can, you know, be a little bit more adventurous with my clothing. So, and then you know, I and I have so many repeat customers because of that. They're like, oh my gosh, I got so many compliments on your items. I'm definitely shopping again. You made my birthday great. Or, oh my gosh, I was the head turner at this event. People right. tell me that all the time. And it makes me so happy to okay, hear cool. that. Now, now that's, that's good to know. So what are you doing with these people who are like telling you they hurt? Are you like, like, like you need to have a, a vault day. You know what I'm saying? Well, you mm-hmm. you do like a, a display all these fashion tips, you know, because, because, you know, Rihanna does that really well. I love Rihanna. Rihanna gets regular folks. They mm-hmm. do her commercials, you know. I mean, they're regular people, too. They do her commercials, and they sell. Uh-huh. And so you're telling me, in really, in a sense, you got regular people who buy your clothes, and yes, they marvel at your out. clothes. I would love to see some of them reposted on, you know. Th- not saying I follow you all the time and go to your feet all the time, but I'd love to see some of those reposts of individuals doing videos and things like that because you really, really got a great line. Thank you. They do. They tag me all the time and they look amazing uh-huh. because then people will think like, am I going to look like you in it or is it going to look right on me? Yes, it is. Okay, cool. And then when they see and then they are so happy and I repost them all the time. And like in my stories, I'm always <laughs> they send me pictures all the time. And if it has great lighting and you can still see the item, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you're reposting, reposting, reposting. So I, if you look on there, if you look on my feet, it's, it's plenty of customer um, Satisfaction. photos. Yeah. Good. Now, let's talk about you as an entrepreneur. You know, but like I mm-hmm. said, uh, you still I, I love the fact that you're still certified. Be a, be a yeah. respiratory therapist. Yeah. You know, I think that if you have a degree and you have uh, something that you can put on your wall, maintain ownership of that. You know, it's no need. Yes, I work very hard for that. You work so very hard for that, and it'd be sad five years from now. You go, I, sh- I should still be certified because it's a good story. It's a good story to tell about your career to say you still licensed. You licensed mm-hmm. to save lives. Let's be real about yeah. this. You know, yeah. and you're not licensed to, for it to be your B plan. You're not going back. It, but it's some. It's part of your legacy, part of your your education that you that you spent hours and years to accomplish. Maintain. Yes. I, I I admire that. Now now you're an entrepreneur, you. entrepreneur branding. You know, uh, um, how let's, let's let's break down this conversation a little bit. Branding. Okay. Talk about that. What is the brand oh. of Sasha? So with branding, <laughs> I feel like you have to be authentic. Yes. Completely authentic, completely mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So the vault is me, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving pieces of myself to right. to whoever is wanting some, <laughs> basically. <laughs> you know what I mean? As far uh-huh. as my creativity. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I just like I said, I'm so grateful that people see my vision and they're like willing to take risks with their fashions Mm -hmm. so with branding you have to stay true and authentic to who you are because after a while it's going to show like if you're not like you know you were the same you were this person at first and then you really couldn't keep up that facade and then next thing you know like things are not the same or you, you know, you're going to end up being exposed. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So it's just better to just be yourself. Right. And, um, just, just, you know, just go, well, you, go you, with you your said gut. You, you've said it, you know, in the sense of be with yourself, be authentic, be consistent. 
That's true mm-hmm. right there. Be consistent. Because I always tell people, you can fake it. I heard that term, fake it till you make it. That doesn't work in social media to me because eventually yeah, no. it's going to play itself out and you're going to lose your followers and lose what you're saying, your authenticity. You have to be organic exactly. and you have to be consistent. That's a, that's a term I always use when I'm talking about branding, talking about marketing, is that your idea, if you want to push it out there, you can't push it on Tuesday and forget to do it until two weeks later and then go, okay, where's my reaction? Now, exactly. So when I look yeah, at exactly. you, you have to be consistent for sure. So Absolutely. let's talk about yeah. let's talk about you. You know, your fashion. You was inspired by your mom. We know you're smart. We know you're beautiful. How do Thank let's you. talk about the, the 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 actual brand, actual clothes, the actual product. How does that go about being created? And uh, are you tied to a distributor or what? How does that work? No, I actually have several that I work with. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you got to mix it up a little bit because uh, then a lot of people will start (laughs) following you Mm -hmm. and uh, like other brands will Mm -hmm. start following you and just kind of doing every single thing that you're doing right? Mm -hmm. instead of doing their own path. (laughs) So I have to mix it up. Uh So that's what I do. It's, you know, it's I have people from all over the world that I work with and it just keeps it mixed up, keeps mm-hmm. it spicy, but also still maintains the integrity of the vault and what I'm trying to express uh, as far as, you know, creativity wise, uniqueness and things like that. So, yeah, it's hard. That's a full time job in itself just looking for the merchandise and sourcing right. the things that i want to put in the store for sure so Absolutely. you have to put in the vault it's, you now. have it's to the vault keep now. going every day See, I'm, I'm branding you now put it in the vault not the store put in the vault yes. okay cool. Where? now here's, here's, here's the funny thing about uh you know when i look at my brand and watch it going and periodically with my with staff we do weekly meetings and then i see that you know people in ireland uh, uh listening and following my you know, Australia, I have a big following in Australia. We were like, really? Okay, I got Canada. I expect Canada. But when we start going over to Ireland and Germany and, and, uh, and uh, Australia, kind of like, wow. And I know, you, I know you're a person that uh, starts to understand your brand. What places surprise you that you are starting to develop your following? Um, UK. I was so surprised <laughs> that people in the UK were checking for me because I think the fashions in the UK are mm-hmm. so amazing. Right, right, I, I just right. think that they're so mm-hmm. fashionable and chic and just, you know, very sophisticated. Right. So I was like, wow, <laughs> like that type of customer is looking for me. I ship worldwide. Right, right. And, mm-hmm. and also my my both of my parents are Jamaican and um I got recognized in the um in the jamaican observer which is the jamaica's number one newspaper right and it was Mm -hmm. funny i didn't even know that my my dad i called my dad because i I got it i got a um email Mm -hmm. and my dad and i was like "Hmm, jamaican observer i was like oh okay let me check that out so i said let me call my dad my dad's super (laughs) smart he's a history buff like super smart so i was like yeah i said um I said, you have a friend of the Jamaican Observer? No, you said, Dad, like, um, 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 Dad, um. <laughs> <laughs> you about to go um, cut your on me now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You all classic. Daddy, um, um. Daddy, um, um, um. 
<laughs> all this girl, oh, like, you really you didn't know me. You okay. this whole That's interview, Sasha. You've been classy. You've been classy. You've been everything. Got this beautiful top on, teeth clean, everything. <laughs> um, dad. Okay, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm gonna check myself. Okay, I'm gonna check myself. So I said, Dad. There you go. Have you heard of the Jamaican Observer? And he's like, of course. He's like, that's our that's our main newspaper. Mm -hmm. So I was like, really? And I said, well, they want to interview me. Mm -hmm. So he's like, really? I said, yeah. So I was super surprised right. mm -hmm. that Jamaica even wanted to, you know, feature me. Right. And um, I, I, I heard that. Now I heard it. Um, <laughs> I love oh it. I love oh my it. Goodness. I love it. I Thank love you. It. I oh, didn't yes. even realize until you said that. Okay, so yes. Well, you know, let's let's talk about 2021. You know, it's you know, we're coming to the end of this year. And I'm a planner. You're a planner. You know, you're mm -hmm. you're a visionary. You know, we yeah. fashion and fashion is seasonal. You know, you you know what you do in the summer, you can't do in the fall. What you do in the fall, you can't do in the spring. Okay, what, what what are we looking for? What 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 eye do you have on the world of fashion that you're going to bring to you know to the ladies? Well, I like I said, I'm always tuned mm -hmm. in, so I'm always looking at uh -huh. uh, trends, and I don't usually <laughs> follow trends, but I'll look at them to right. kind of see what direction the world is going in, of course. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I'm so aware <laughs> of this um, now that I am trying not to say uh, it. I love you. I love you. That damn Rashawn McDonald. You know, so I've been, I've been doing interviews all because. over this country. My Instagram followers on fire and he caught the um... Um, I the ums. I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> Dad. Um, um, oh uh, my pops. So uh, I, I, I they love me in Jamaica and UK, and I, I just anything that's different is going to catch my eye. Right. So mm -hmm. anything the, depending on, um, you know, like you said, the season. For summertime, I'm going to make sure that right. you know it's going to be nice, cool right. colors. Right. Yeah, cotton, organic cottons mm -hmm. and everything is definitely very important because you want to stay cool Absolutely. and cute. So I try Absolutely. not to do a lot of synthetic Absolutely. fabrics and stuff in the summer. And uh, things that's also going to camouflage things that you may not be summer ready for. There you, you go. Know? There you go. So there you go. that's what I do because all the time I'm not summer ready. Now, so the, I'm, vault, you know. the Vault by Sasha, is it is okay. it your store or is the people's store? What is it? It is. It's the people store. Okay. It's a, it's 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 the people store for sure. Mm -hmm. But it's my my uh, vision. My vision, yeah, on the <laughs> on what I want the people to wear or Absolutely. how. They, because because that's, that's know, what, what a lot of people can get. Because you're so um, you 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 have an opinion. And which is good because in fashion you gotta have an opinion because your opinion has to be able to cut through the clutter, the noise of what yes. people should wear and should not wear. And also you yeah. have to be uh, um, confident. 
And that's why I say, I'm saying as a buyer, she's a confident person because she's going in saying, you know, something like that top you have on, I'm telling you, it's fantastic. That, that's a beautiful top thank you have you, on. Thank you. And uh, anybody who's watching the video, I know it plays back on podcasts. If you can get to my YouTube channel to see this top she had on, it's outstanding. This, is, this top will go viral. This, this is really great. It's really, it's really, you walk in, you know, you, you got a nightclub look, you know, you can, you can even wear that in church right there. That's that's a church top. Right yes, there. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. See, she, she can go to church. See, I'm going to tell you something. When you get a, a top that you can wear to church and the nightclub, woo! That's okay. double You need to have that in your closet. Come on, now. You know what I'm talking about. Girl, you know, you come in from the nightclub at 3 o'clock in the morning. You tired. You just fall asleep in your bed. You just get on up. And go to church and praise the Lord in the nightclub look. And nobody would know. <laughs> oh my God. Nobody would know. Yes, I'm telling you. And, 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 and that's the thing. I don't have a lot of provocative clothes in the vault. So it's, it's uh, like I said, it's oversized mm -hmm. things. It's cool silhouettes. It's patterns, mixed prints, things right. like that. So it's definitely wearable <laughs> in so many different circumstances. Well, sure. I've already told you. Okay, the vault by <laughs> Sasha. You know, yes. she is gonna she gonna turn it out in twenty twenty one. She's already turning it out. Her Instagram is on fire. Uh, and hey. I asked that question because I wanted to know because you know the vault by Sasha is a uh, is a clothing line design uh, for the people. But not shouldn't say clothing lines, accessories, you know, tops, is, is swimwear, it's all these things that make you look good and feel good. And she also has the clothes that, you know, if you don't feel good about certain parts of your body, you can, she has fashion that can hide a little thing to make you still look like you got it going on. And when you walk in that room, you know, everything is still flowing, everything's still rolling right, left and right. And she has oversized clothes, full figured clothes. So these are things that you, know, that you can look at in the vault by Sasha and walk away with a smile on your face. I want to thank you for coming on my show, Sasha. You know, I know I've been, oh, I've been messing welcome. with you. you know, thank you, you so much you, for inviting me. You are so funny. You know, so. you're the bomb in I UK. You're the bomb in Jamaica. <laughs> Y'all man, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make it happen but again I, I'm, I'm so proud that the fact that you as an entrepreneur because I, I used to work for IBM and so I knew it was a hard decision to walk away from guaranteed health benefits retirement and like I said the job you had in the medical field that's not going anywhere it's an in-demand profession especially with COVID it's really oh, in demand best. right now. And so, yeah. but you know, but you have to follow your dream. You have to be committed to a plan that, that's going to make you feel good about yourself when you wake up in the morning. And I, I your smile is fantastic. And I always hey. know that, you know, if you have anything, you, when you want to launch anything, let me know. I, I have my team posted on my social media. I have a fan oh, club list that I put you. the fan club I really appreciate that. No, I, I, I got you. I, I got you. Because I have some events coming up. There too. you go. And uh, like what, I said, what border, area are you in? I'm in Atlanta. I'm based in Atlanta. You know, oh, awesome. I, I, absolutely. Oh, you know, that's great. Hey, well, you I come will by. definitely let you know. I have a fashion show coming up. It's a live fashion show? It's a live fashion show or a virtual? This is, this, no, it, it is virtual as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, but I do have um, some special invited guests if you live in Atlanta. Yes. Because I didn't want to, you know, do like a huge thing, right. but it's like an invite only. Right. Um, at the event space it's going to be in buckhead but if you would like to watch it 
Okay, I, I like the cut. I like the cut because you. I gotta mess with you. You know, I have a mask on. You know, mess with you and everything. You know, coming in. And do, yes, do, do. it's masks required as well. Absolutely, so. absolutely, and absolutely. We have absolutely. Social distancing. If you got crooked teeth, like you got crooked teeth. Don't worry about it. Come on and put your mask on. Come on, show up. One up. We're gonna be at the at the vault by Sasha. What's the what's that date? So I can just start promoting now. I'm gonna early promote. You got the date. It's December seventeenth. December seventeenth. All right, the vault yes. by Sasha. Her fashion show. Rashawn McDonald will be there. We're gonna post it on our social media. She also will be virtual December 17th. Mark that down on your collar, on your calendar, I should say. The Vault by yeah. Sasha. She is, I'm a fan of hers. She is living in the, she came out of Baltimore, inspired yeah. by her mom, but uh -huh. she decided to follow her own dream. In fact, I think she's an extension of what her mom was dreaming about. And her mom didn't have social media. Her mom didn't have that extra push. And so, and that's what, general, that's what I love about millennials. That's what I love about the newer generation is that, we have tools now that we're willing to take advantage of. And a lot of our parents and our grandparents, they were they were just as gifted, but they had to go the safer route, more of the guaranteed exactly. route. And that's what they yeah. did. And there's no disrespect for what they're doing and what they, because they enabled us to walk through the door and win and we're winning big. But more importantly, I really appreciate you. I really do. Oh, thank you. And, uh, thank you. That touched my heart. Thank <laughs> you. Ole. 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 Almost got me. All right. I will talk to you soon, okay? December 17th. Right, I'll be there, all right? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> That's my girl right there. Right. The Vault by Sasha. Sasha Stewart, straight out of Baltimore, not living in Atlanta, doing her thing with amazing uh, items that you should be putting in your closet and wearing on a regular basis. But you better have, you better have the, better be fierce by, be fierce like you Beyonce. Be confident, confident fierce. to enter this vault now. And so check me out at www.thevault.com. By Sasha, and my name is spelled S A C H A. So don't put the SS, S A C H A dot com. And you can reach me by email, uh, which is the same, the vault by Sasha at Gmail. I also have a chat that you can go on my website, and it's a live chat. We have it usually from 10 to 7. Mm -hmm. Um, so that is um, one of my uh, staff members. We answer questions around the clock during those hours. And um, and of course, on, on Instagram, at The Vault by Sasha. Cool. So that, I hope to see you soon. You will. And you'll <laughs> see me for sure. And you definitely will see your fans on virtual as well as that December 17th event. Because I'm getting a special VIP invite. And I'm not oh going to share mine with nobody. Because my staff always <laughs> to tag along. I'm going to go. It's on Rashawn McDonald now. I'm going out there. I got my mask on. Got my parade and everything. Thing. So I'll be like, you know, won't be hugging nobody, won't be touching nobody. I'll be six feet That's separated, but I'll be enjoying right. myself. If you want to hear more money making conversation interviews, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. Sasha, thank you for coming on my show. It's the oh, vault, you're girl. very welcome. I was happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, if you want right. to subscribe <laughs> to YouTube, go to YouTube. You can follow me at moneymakingconversation.com. I'm all over the place. I got websites. I got social media. I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to get big. I'm trying to be authentic. I'm trying to be a brand. Bye-bye. It's Rashawn McDonald. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool.